This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside with me, as always, he didn't buy a fake jersey, Mitch Doyle. G'day everybody. And joining us, D-Roots is sick, so filling in is Nick Fake Bungard Campton. How's it going, mate? Good to be here. Now, that open that I led with for Mitchell uh, applies directly to Campo. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> Would you like to explain to the listeners what's happened? So, I'm a city country enthusiast, as all red blooded Australians should be. And I picked up the country jersey today. It's very slick, got the old V back, got the collar, all the good stuff. And it's apparently, it was advertised <laughs> as having the names of everyone that's played for country on it, like those members jerseys that you see. <laughs> So the boys told me I was on the podcast, I threw the jersey on, walked in, you know, they erupted, it was great. Mitch read one of the names and it was Trent Hodkinson who played for City and a thorough examination of the jersey. We read out 30 more names. Read out 30 more names, every one of them played for City. <laughs> it's just great. And it's not, even, it's not even guys who are 50-50, like it's guys like Nathan Merritt, John da- Darren Senna, Scando, guys that very clearly only played for City. We haven't found a single, like, Country only player on there yet. This is like if, like, on the Sharks members jersey that has all the members' names on it, they'd accidentally got the Dragons members. I oh, know it's, <laughs> pre- it's pretty spectacular. Jersey's got all the sh- all the Storm players. It's on pretty it. spectacular, <laughs> and I won't lie, it makes me love the jersey even more. <laughs> I hope this is on every single one of these. Is this is this for this weekend? Yeah, bro, I brought this today. So it's oh my, so they could be running out this weekend with Trent Hawkinson on the country jersey. Yeah, this is great. I know, I'm so excited. <laughs> That's... I can't wait till the players get there as in camp and like, oh, where's my name? Where's my name? Where's my name? Oh, uh, Nathan, Joseph Paulo, uh, oh, Mitch uh, Pierce, Wayne Pierce, Craig, oh, Craig Polamana. <laughs> like, I don't know how you could get this wrong, but it's rugby league, so it could very easily. <laughs> it's great. Have I happened. can't believe I someone would disrespect the spectacle that is city country like this. Oh, to be quite honest with you, don't start me, bro. <laughs> no, Come on, we'll get there later. We're not we here will. for this. Well, we'll start on Thursday night though. And speaking of disrespect, that was Young Mitchell on Twitter. <laughs> An all-time night of disrespect. Brisbane 32, Penrith 18, and really that scoreline flatters the Panthers' camper. It was pretty savage. Yeah, it was pretty savage. Are we talking about Mitch on Twitter or the game? Both, <laughs> but that works for both. Brizzy, I spoke about this a little bit over the weekend. It would be a slight cause for concern for me that they aren't going on and putting on big scores when they're in the offing. Mm. You know, it's a very silly thing to be worried about when your team's yeah. winning and they're in good form at this part at this part of the season. But it would be a minor concern. Like they could have put 40, 50 on the Panthers without breathing that hard. And they slipped to a point where it looked competitive for a couple of minutes, you know. Um, that match, you let try. One of the great wins for the 13-plus betters. Oh, my God. I, I literally <laughs> burst out laughing when it happened. Because, like, you, imagine you backing the, Bruce, the Broncos 13-plus in that game and then being so pissed that they fell asleep with 20 to go. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get it back because a back row fed the scrum. <laughs> oh, my God. That was... Uh... That kind of capped it off, though, how off the ball Penrith were, is that they couldn't understand that a scrum play was going to happen when Matt Gillett was at halfback and Milford was at 13. It was pretty spectacular. Great. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not concerned at all by the switch off. Nah, why would I you mean, do? yeah, it's not great where we let them have like five line breaks in 10 minutes. It's not, it's not great stuff. We missed about 50 tackles in that time. Matt Gillett finished with 10 missed tackles. Nick Rammer with eight. They just ran at them all at the last minute, but... Whatever, 65th minute, it was 32-0. We're missing Ben Hunt. We couldn't even kick the ball into touch, for Christ's sake, without him. That's how kicking game is without him. And Penrith hit that point where the second phase stuff was sticking. And once once you've you know, let 21 offloads happen, which we did, 
it's hard to stop, but uh, that stuff's not going to work in the first five minutes of the game. And other teams uh, credit to know. Brisbane though, if they can survive a ten-minute Matt Moylan masterclass, <laughs> oh. they can survive anything in this world. That's great. It was the I best cannot thing. believe like it's beyond a parody at this point. Dally M vote get a Matt Moylan. <laughs> it is ju- literally beyond a joke. Just for some reason, why every single rugby league analyst except for the ones in this room right now is in love with him. I don't understand it. We got to give a special shout out to Corey Parker. Matt Moylan single-handedly with the help of his teammates getting Penrith back in the game. Very special yeah. from you, Cosa. It's great. I love that in the same game that he made uh, Jordan Carhu like Pete Roger to a Sheck, the man with no knees, Jordan Carhu, jumped out of his Zimmer frame to catch that ball overall. And out of over all the Penrith players. Wasn't that, a rejected, wasn't that a rejected name for the man with no name? The man with no knees? The man with no knees, yeah. So, and then, but the same game, 10 minutes of Moylan magic. Got him Moylan back in magic. It. Just fourteen point deficit. <laughs> That's what more than magic gets you. It's fantastic. But um, yeah. Look, I said my bit on the night. <laughs> I got my oh, uh, good behaviour. Did he ever? I got unfollowed by a few Penrith fans. It was a great evening for myself, and uh, I enjoyed it. And the the good thing about that though, this is this is when we're playing chess, and you're all playing checkers. You let Penrith back in the game. You get Moylan in the Origin side, and you keep Griffin in the job, and it's just a fantastic effort from the boys. There. There's, really, there's some that, big cuts there, because yeah. like, I was talk, obviously talking to you during this game, and you were like, "Oh, I hope they, I hope they score a couple more, so Griffin keeps his job." I was like, "You are really playing the long game here, <laughs> playing the long cock, mate." But he got the vote of confidence this week, so I'm not. I'm this not was officially the the this was officially the game where even the like not rational Panthers fans turned on him. On the internet, it like, was great. Yeah. There, oh, old lady Penrith, who it's rational argue, Panthers <laughs> fans, Shunda's grandmother yeah. on, uh, on Twitter, <laughs> she's say. finally turned. Um, and we we saw a classic Mitch Doyle retweet spree, which we've not seen in a while. <laughs> yeah, look, <laughs> the time was right. But also going back me... to like October 2015 or whenever. Did it was. you search those tweets or did you have no, like, you the just, links you, saved? He no. found Doc it's, or it's actually because that's my favorite thing. Is people go, "How bored must you be to go back and find all this?" No, like, it takes like takes, thirty seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like Google, day Anthony Griffin was signed. Change Twitter search to parameters to that date. Type the word Griffin in. Hit IT it. advice with Matthew Bunga. Great. And every time people are like, look at this sad guy doing his podcast in his mum's basement searching names. First of all, exactly it's what not I a basement. <laughs> Mum doesn't come around that often. <laughs> yeah. She's not here all the time. And uh, yeah, look, it's, it, that's the reason why I do it. Good fun. And uh, the quotes there are just great. I'm not going to go over it again. Look, I'm already too smug in here. But if, look, Penrith fans, at least your team's doing something we couldn't do and get him sacked in under two years is a great effort. <laughs> I'll give any. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give any Panthers fan that gets through all of the Mitch Doyle vanity project this week five dollars. I don't know how to understand how they follow me still. Shunter is a great bloke. That's about oh, it. What about, <laughs> what about Josh? No, no they're all good. Mick the perm's good. Josh was turning on me on the night. He's, <laughs> he came back. I, uh, I imagine young Josh was quite rational about the James Tarmo no try decision. Oh uh, yeah, he, he took it in his stride. In his stride, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that's what we come to expect. We come from young Josh, and uh, yeah, I think uh, the whole fan base there is look, just looking for some hope somewhere. They're all latched onto that one, didn't they? But look, the hope came in rep round. You got a lot. Tarmel's playing for City. Might get a win there, so that's nice. You know, a couple of wins for the, the big representative prop, James Tarmel. It's good. Good on him, and good on young Matt Moreland for making our rep team too. Just, just ticking boxes. <laughs> Was there ever any doubt that James Tarmo was going to be the worst buy of the season? Uh, well, actually, if you look back at who we all predicted to be the worst buy of the season... <laughs> no, 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 let's run with it. Okay. Oh, yeah, we all, we all picked James Tarmo. We didn't pick three guys who are currently all, like, killing it. Yeah, two of the top five signings of the yeah. comp. Don't even talk about them. No, didn't, that didn't happen. But it was almost too predictable, right? No, like, that's all no one really yeah, called I, it. Yeah, I, I, I didn't see many people predicting it to be a great signing. 
You know, that forward pack is really struggling. Merrin was a little bit better on the weekend, but Tama's just nowhere near what he can be. Yeah. Yeah, that is a concern for me as a Brisbane fan, though, is how we let the Penrith forward pack do something, how yeah. they've been playing. We do miss uh, my boy Pangai, and I don't know about... I know Herman Assisi and Corbin Sins are good players in their own right, but I much prefer them in the switched-around roles. I much prefer Corbin starting and Assisi off the bench. Yeah. I do like Glenn starting, though, because Sammy can play 60 straight then, and almost every time since he's come on, since he's come off the bench, what was he doing at he's the done end? something. Sammy, I don't know. Just Sammy doing, just, Sammy. Just carrying he's, just, on. he's just great. Just carrying on. Great Instagram Good feed too. I don't have Instagram, but I'm almost getting it just for Sam Thayer. <laughs> Seriously, so I, I don't either, and I was going to get it just to follow him and Comrade Harrell, and nobody else. No not? one else. It's so close. It's so good. Now, anyway, let's move on. No, I don't want to <laughs> move on to the let's. next game. Yeah, no one here was stalling. Screw you, Campo. What did I do to you? This is why I'm so keen to come on. You say my name is Fake Bunga. <laughs> well, it, it is. It ain't. Yeah. Uh, this week in South of the Better Team Weekly. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there is no spin zone this week. There's no way to spin this. South's eight. Manly 46. The uh, one positive is the South Junior was the best player on the field. Oh, that's a, the that line. is a good positive. That, that opens up, though, something we were talking about over the weekend. All right, I, I got one positive. Uh, South's won the third quarter of the match, 6 4. Well, there you go. Yeah. It's all Good. it's all up from there. Strong finishes. They won the first ten minutes two nil, and they won the <laughs> the third quarter six four. Well, that's thirty out of eighty. So nearly halfway win, there. Yeah, exactly. So if you only look at those thirty minutes, they won <laughs> eight four. You're a very special boy. Sometimes. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Dylan. Uh, I haven't looked at the South. Oh, it's Monday. I keep forgetting that. There's no team lineups to look at for next week. But there's no games. And there's also no games. Oh, I'm having a having a blind guard moment. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, uh, Robert Jennings in the centres against Dylan Walker. They just don't think about losing. don't do it again. You mean to do it again? Um, know, it's the only it. reason why Campo came on. We know it. Love the drops. <laughs> uh, by the way, Dale called in sick and you and I played Mario Kart for another 20 minutes and then we were about to start recording. As we were about to start, the great man walks through the front door to save the day. Straight in. I'm here when I'm the needed. Yeah. Anyway, back to this game. Dylan Walker, fantastic. I said... On the night and a million times before that, and we'll say it a million times again in it's the future, that Dylan Walker, that letting Dylan Walker go was the start of the Rabbitohs' decline. I, ne- I didn't understand that at the time. I don't. I still. Well, no. The the start of the decline was when they let Sam Burgess go. Well, they didn't let he was the, him he, go. He wanted to play. Well, the he World left. Cup. He left, and he came back. He's the best player on that team. He's the most important player on that team. But there's no guarantee that if they kept Walker, they'd be playing the playing the way he is now. Oh, in for fact, sure, I'd but... almost I'd almost say that if they had kept him, he would have kept on that downward spiral. He was very clearly on. There's no way of knowing. He, but <laughs> there's no this way. Is, there's no way. No, and, and it's all fine, well and good to say, "Oh, look, he's playing great now. We should have kept him." But some players need that reality check. They need to have. They need to be, you know, move on, have a change of scenery, and then that can change things for them. That happened with Dugan when he left the Raiders. It happened with Carney when he left the Raiders. It happened with Milford when he left the Raiders. I don't have any scars or anything, whatever. But. <laughs> I, I don't think it's right to assume that he would be playing no, the sort I'm of footy. No, but he would South. obviously get into the Souths team. Yeah, he well, of course he'd still be in the team. Like then that is part of because we at the moment have the worst centers in the comp, and I don't think it's remotely. Close. Oh, comfortably, comfortably. Yeah. Well, then yeah, and he would definitely fix that. But anyway, yeah, but he'd also be bloody taking painkillers after every game, nearly he dying. Might like you don't want that. Every game. Yeah, man. But uh, the poultry four try assists and two line breaks and two line break assists. The last one was just embarrassing. Game. He just stood there with the ball in his hands, waiting for someone, waiting for Robert Jennings to shut him down. And it oh, not the move he put that on was Robert like Jennings. When you, that, that last one was like when you play pool footy, where you can't really tackle anyone because you're in water, <laughs> and so like you can just sort of stand there and offload. Or it was Campo's post game or me on you. On oh, he was <laughs> yeah, Campo, Campo killing us both down low in, in 
in the streets. Pound the rocks, son. <laughs> yes. But that, I, made that, one, the, I made one half-court shot and then didn't shoot again. There you I'm go. proud of that. The move games. that Walker put on Robert Jennings in the first half, it's, it's, he, it was like Robert Jennings was a statue. It was like he was in slow motion. Walker was just there and then he was gone. It was literally one of the most impressive things I've ever seen him do. I could watch it forever. Yeah. How about Aquiliwate getting a little bit of Origin Bowl to hype? Oh, just a little <laughs> bit. Bit of Dylan Walker. The people that are Dylan man Walker enough magic. to drop that take. It's great. I love it. Dylan Walker, special 7-up Origin Bolters, fresh every week. It's funny that he got picked, he last, get, he got picked last year when he didn't deserve it, and now this year he probably he if, might deserve it and he probably won't get picked. Yeah, Walker, that is. If Walker starts feeding the ball inside to Curtis Sirnan, can we get some Sirnan and Origin hype? Yes. <laughs> We've got like three weeks. You're a cruel man, Mitchell. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> Bob Fulton's take will be vindicated in the long run that Sirnan will play for Australia. Yeah. That that might is that the hottest take? It was until the Jake like, Tabojevic. It's, like, it's like the take. It's like the take singularity. Tom. Sorry, Tom, Tom Tabojevic immortal. They're both um, right up there. Yeah, they're really really high up there. But uh, calling a pseudo back rower the next Darren Lockett is always quite ballsy. <laughs> like, but yeah, Manly looked fantastic. Obviously, um, they just killed Souths both out wide and in the middle. There was no part of the field that they didn't obviously completely outplay the opposition in. Mighty great. to Powell. I told. I think I said a minute into the game he'd get double figure offloads. He got seven. That's pretty. Still pretty good. He ran wild. Um, yeah. I really enjoy the the to power revival and how much people don't want to talk about it. I don't understand why he's so unpopular. But he's one of those guys that when he's playing really well, it's like me and Manly fans who are happy. He's really <laughs> focused. He's really focused on offloads this year. Yeah. And it's a strange style he throws, and the ball's always in one hand, and he flings it out the back in quad and quite an awkward motion but it's really really effective and Manly have become quite reliant on those offloads but you make a good point though he's focused on them but he's not just chucking them no no like yeah he, he pushed out seven but, yeah, all but they're seven all well considered man. yeah I wouldn't say he pushed a one, He pushed a single one of them but he took 25 runs in this game for over 200 metres but seven offloads and almost all of his offloads because the amount of men he sucks in yeah. gives another 15 metres and that's what really won the start of this game for, for Manly and got them going it's those early offloads it's no coincidence that Manly somehow look like one of the better teams in the comp whenever he's playing. And this is one of the things, we get into these arguments very often with people that we talk to rugby league about and people don't understand the value of an elite middle in the game currently. And all you have to do is look at guys like Tapao and Tamalolo and how much they can overtake a game as a one player in the middle to the value of that position currently. There's such such a lack of quality across the competition in middle forwards. And those guys that can create both opportunities with offloads or you know even just dragging men in or breaking the advantage line, all that kind of stuff, are a huge advantage in this competition currently. A, a good middle can carry a rubbish team. They can. and it's, They can carry them quite a long way. Yeah, I know. And this is only one bloke, Marty Tapao. His yep. supporting cast is not much chop like, at all. Like, uh, obviously, Jake didn't Tavoyevich. You, didn't you see Nate Miles out there running free? Yeah. Tell you what, he's getting like 10 metres run on the back of Tapao at this moment, <laughs> at the moment, by the way. But, I mean, Brenton Lawrence had a bit of a revival, but outside of him, it's Tapoyevich and then Winnerstein <laughs> and Sirenen. Who, as a starting forward pack, on paper, you're not really that impressed by it. But well, old, old, Frankie do, old Frankie just doesn't do anything. No. No, he did nothing in this game. Just avoided the ball because they're winning. He's like, whatever, I'll stand out here. Let's cruise, boys. Five <laughs> runs, 13 tackles. Love it, Frankie. Love your work. 13 tackles. That's a good effort. Is that 90 minutes? No, I, I, think, he only play, I think he went off for the last 20 for Louis Brown. Oh, when, right when did Burgess get hurt again and go off? Oh, I'd say with about 15 to go. Yeah. Still, still was like... Still almost led Souths in all statistics. Oh, he's a one-man band out there. It's ridiculous. He is. Uh, Angus Crichton coming off was bizarre for me too, by the way. How he got 20 or 30 minutes rest. I know the game was kind of over, but 
Maybe that's why. I don't know. He's, he came back on. He's really good. Just put the minutes into him, mate. Let the kid develop. But uh, yeah, the, for South fans, there's so many warning signs in this team. We talked about last week. You, you're rife with danger for your team who thinks you can link yourself to uh, Alex Johnson as your fullback. If you're signing that contract, ugh. Their, their, three, their three wins this year are against Manly when they just didn't have any front rollers. Mm-hmm. Newcastle where they won by six and Penrith when everyone was suspended. And Brisbane. They didn't win against Brisbane, That's Matthew. That's not what I remember. Well, you remember incorrectly. <laughs> you, know, you know what I remember correctly? You're saying that you could kick 40% from the sideline. Yeah, we'll get Take the kicks, Bungard. Take the kicks. I will. Take the kicks. Take the kicks. Cancel all my the a. subjects later. We're talking about that. Take the kicks. <laughs> but uh, Adam Reynolds' form is a huge concern. That is so, the biggest concern of all. But he can't do much on the back of that pack. But anyway, 48 to, sorry, 6 to 8 in the South. we loving the week off. Can't lose this week. Uh, North Queensland 6, Parramatta 26. Uh, the John Asiasa experiment comes to a sad end. And what a time it was. We'll always have the those three man. weeks. Oh, the ass man. Million to one shot, dog. We'll always have April 2017. <laughs> he, he got that one try assist and I was happy. It's like, you know what? Stat pad son. More than what, mate, he's averaging more than one a game. I don't, know, I don't know what more you want. Well, I'm going to get that stat snapshot of those three games and compare every half to him all season because I don't care. I like it. I like <laughs> it. it. I like it. I'm about it. I'm all with it. Yeah, mate. He's going to be... He is one of the only legitimate chances in this comp of bringing back the pseudo ball playing lock too, isn't he? That a big bloke who can handle the hard work but actually ball play. He's a chance of doing that wherever he goes next year. Well, where do you guys want him to go? Well, Titans is a logical choice, right? Staying in Queensland, even though he's not a Queenslander, but they've offered him to come down there. They don't really have a lock. It makes a lot of sense. Other than that, I don't know. There seems to be a market for him, though. As again, we said middles are so so shallow at the moment. He's but... such an interesting player with such a unique skill set for that position. I'm not quite sure where he fits. I'm like Mitch. I think the Titans would be the best spot just because he could start a lock and play big minutes every week. But I'd be interested to see what different coaches would do with him, how they would try and draw out those skills that he has. Yeah, and I mean, similar to how, how the Tigers use Elijah Taylor, but let him wide, run even wider yeah. on occasions. So let him really get inside the halves and be that first the first receiver a lot, a lot of the occasions, but you know, in the channels rather than staying in the middle of the field the whole time. Do you think Tim play? Sheens lies awake at night crying that he never got to coach John Asiata? <laughs> he might. He oh, might come back. He was built for, He was built to be a Sheens man, wasn't he? Yeah. He's, he's an asset wherever he goes next year for me. He may even stay at the Cowboys. We don't know, but hard to see him fitting there having well, re-signed. Well, with McLean coming up. McLean and... coming up and sign, re-signing Matt Scott. There's Scott Bolton still there. Hard to see Scott there Bolt's for still doing it. Yeah. Poor Scotty Bolt gets to start for one year in his career. He's, next he's year. doing well as he's well. Doing, he's he's doing been a great year. I know you were saying a few weeks ago that you thought he'd get a spot on the bench for Queensland. I think Wallace has sort of taken yeah, that Wallace spot off him it. now, but Bolton's been playing really good footy ever since Scott went down. Yeah, this uh, this Cowboys side though, I mean this was coming at some point, right, without the key players. At some point they were, they were gonna lay a duck egg against someone and this was the performance at home. Home fans obviously not used to seeing that from the Cowboys and what did, what did Scott Bolton say? Something about the worst home form of his career or something up there. But uh, it, it was not much chop across the field. And you could really see Michael Morgan directionless now without the likes of Thurston, Coote and Granville. I mean, he's not that player who's expected to carry the halves workload. And he's not a playmaker. And it really showed in this game when he was asked to lead the team and ball play. When he came central or came left with Asiata, didn't really have much going on and didn't engage a line. A guy known for taking the ball to line just seems lost and lacking confidence at the moment without his boys around him. Well, they took him from a simple role to a very complex one. Yeah. And he's been in that simple role for, what, two, three years now? Yeah, exactly. And he didn't know, he lost he lost that there, which you can't really blame him when they're missing so many key players. What do we make of para? Nathan Brown's awesome. 
Nathan Brown is Nathan awesome. Nathan Brown is pretty awesome. And I, Last year, I thought he was just, you know, cheap shots and penalties. They, no, I, he, has, I, he has far exceeded my expectations ever since he started. I was annoyed that lot. South let him go last year, and he's been fantastic for Parramatta. Gutherson as well is really, really good again. Um, he's giving them something to think about when French comes back. Oh, he's obviously not... I, I, don't th- I don't think he's giving him something to think about. Oh. French know, will man. come in and I, at fullback. I, mean, I know thing, French will come back. The thing that he has Gutherson to think about really is, good. Yeah, is where Gutherson ends up. He'll probably slot back in at 5'8". But then if they end up getting Moses early, which they still might, be interesting to see what he which, does. Which, by the way, is why the Moses thing made very little sense to me, is that well, then you have to waste a guy like Gutherson no, on the wing or not at all. No, the, the, the only Gutherson was pretty good at 5'8", but he isn't a specialist. Mm-hmm. He's been strong at full, fullbacks. His spot fullbacks probably the place where he'd be most productive for the team over the long term. But you can't put him there if you got French. You can kind of shoehorn him into five eight and hope it works. But he's not. He's not a natural in that position. He'll make a good fist of it. But I don't think you can t- contend with for a premiership with Clint Gutherson to your five eight. I, I think. I don't Sen- think you can do it with Mitch Moses though. Yeah, I, I, I know. But relatively speaking, I think Senna's going to be his spot long term. But I'd love to see them let him float around the field a little bit. Maybe yeah. swap with French now and then just to change things up a little because they're both so talented. Well, yeah, cause you can't really fit in the centres there now either with uh, Brad and Michael Jennings. It wouldn't shock me if Brad moved back to the bench. Back to the bench? Yeah. To the back row eventually? Or We say eventually. Brad Takarang is 27. Yeah. If the move to the back row hasn't happened, I don't know if it will happen. Yeah, but well, I wouldn't I think... surprise me if he just come on, just sort of hung around the middle a little bit to start doing all sorts of nasty Brad Takarangi <laughs> things. I know Mitch loves them. Yeah, I think we looked at it a few weeks ago, and it's like 10 games in the back row. It's something. not many at all. Yeah, and, we... and I think nearly all of them are at the Roosters. Ever since he was at the Titans, he's just been a centre through and through. Yeah, big fan of Brad's work, though. And this para team, again, is grinding away. Another grinding team in this comp, but it'll get, it'll get you 12 wins. It will, it will. And with, without Norman or French, that, and French didn't play, of course, but without Norman to create things, they can struggle to get points, but it's very rare that they'll beat themselves. Yep. They do all the simple little things really, really well. We talk about Melbourne clones. They're probably the best copy of are. the Melbourne Storm style or the older Melbourne Storm style that we've seen recently. Right, and they're getting, you know... Bulk meters out of guys like Nathan Brown, Sumitangi, Suiso, Vave. Vave has been spectacular yeah. off the bench. So you know, and that that does feel like Melbourne's torn to me. Just throw yeah. some blokes in there, and they'll they'll perform. Yeah, get That's- get getting a lot out of players that haven't shown much before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. And um, Kenny Edwards, I know he's been copping it. Copping oh, my stick. God. The flavour, flavour of the NRL. I, I absolutely <laughs> love him. I think it's me and you on Edwards Island, mate, because no one else said who that pro the oh, I don't care. I don't care. Hugging the opposition. Habitual trashing the dressing room. As Vossi said. Cramping up in the first 10 minutes. <laughs> Kenny, it. you're the best. I love it. Yeah, what <laughs> happened there? Him and Norman tried to go into the wrong shed or something? What? What? There was a game this weekend where two of the players tried to go into the wrong dressing room. I can't remember which game it was. I know if you, uh, what I don't know, that could be Kenny Edwards style, going there to hug some players. Yeah, maybe to sabotage something. <laughs> Plant <laughs> some hard that. drugs on them. Mate, nothing like a good fake cramp. I was the king of fake cramp in Park Footy, so Kenny Edwards could be my idol. Low-key great move from Kenny was when he got sin-binned. Yeah. It, oh my God, he could have walked backwards and got there quicker. Yeah. <laughs> it was spectacular. It was great. I loved it. He's, uh, he's hated across the comp, but I'm all about it. There's a story I read up on him today. Arguing about him at work, of course, of him um, when he was playing for Southport, I believe he was playing down. Uh, sorry, he was playing their first grade side, and then he was coaching the under seventeens, the trainer, and got banned from the comp for a year because he was on there encouraging fights. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm all about that. NRL outlaw Kenny Edwards. I'm all about that. The trainer going on the field and saying, "Come on, boys, start just, thing. just bashing, just boys. Shit, <laughs> it's great. Love Kenny Edwards. Goldcast thirty-eight, Newcastle eight. <laughs> Moving on. 
<laughs> uh, yeah. You're not going to move away from my scrappy lovers, the Titans, are you? Uh, Mitch said last week, we warned them. We did warn them. If another <laughs> bullshit performance, we're not talking about them anymore. Yeah, we're about as motivational as brownies, it seems. We couldn't get in a fire up. <laughs> like, Go listen to the Steel City podcast. Canterbury 16, Raiders oh, we, 10. We, we, we're doing it? No. Nah. Oh, we'll go back. All right. Uh, what do you want to say? I know that we'll we'll laugh at the Knights for how badly they collapsed. I actually thought they were pretty good in the first half. Mm-hmm. And they had a goal line stand right at the end where they held them out for about four or five sets. And the Titans very nearly scored through some Anthony Don magic. But I really thought, you know, maybe this is a tiny little corner that they've turned. You know, maybe this will just give them a little bit of confidence in each other, a little bit of confidence in their defence. And they might not win this, but they'll keep it close. Guys, that didn't happen. Smoke and mirrors, mate. <laughs> that did not happen. <laughs> the Titans them, got their shit together and just wrecked them. You've been swindled, son, because they oh, have were I ever. Like, I don't know if they could have been worse in that second half. I think they had the ball 10 it was, times. It was, as bad. It. it was as bad as it gets. Having said that, though, I thought the Titans did some really nice things, particularly moving Jared Hayne around the field a little bit. Yeah. Just getting more involved. I was a big fan of the move to centre. You know who was a proper beast for about 15 minutes of this game? Daniel Saifidi for the first, like, 15. <laughs> and that was the start of, like, oh, maybe they're turning up. They just yeah. trampled over poor old Pizzi. They did. But that second half, just disgusting from from Newcastle. Six tries in, like, what, 30-odd minutes they conceded. And they're some, finding... very, some very ordinary efforts as yeah, well. Yeah, the rugby league innovators are finding new ways to concede points every week of the season. Like, that strip... I mean, come on. How long has this got to go on before the Knights match um, the early return Rabbitohs? The 0-2 to 0-4 Rabbitohs. They're worse, then, you reckon? They're worse. The 0-4 Rabbitohs at least jag some wins. Uh, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 0-2, 
and probably suits them better now. Tyrone's playing pretty well at fullback. Haynes getting his fitness back. And at centre, they found unique ways to use him. They, they brought him across the field in a fullback-like play for the try, one of the tries he scored. And I don't know, it just looked, looked decent out there and kind of took the workload away from him in, in you know defence and returning kicks. I know the opposition wasn't great again, but I thought this was one of Kane LG's better games for the season as well. I thought he looked a lot more confident taking the line on. And it might take all year and then next preseason for him to get back to where he was. But the sign, the signs are promising. So I agree. He did look I, good in this game. So the Knights, ca- Knights Wooden Spoon 2015, they won eight games. Wooden Spoon 2016 won one game. S- currently last with one win. So that's ten wins across those three seasons. So they need to win three more to equal the 0-2 to 0-4 Rabbitohs. Wow. They haven't won an away game in how long? Probably 2015, right? Fantastic. They won one game at home last year against the, the Tigers, Tigers. And if they it won... was back in the 2015, it has to be because they won eight games that year. So I'm sure they won an away game. But man, I don't know how it's you not do good. it. And how does this happen? Like, how, like it made sense with South in that time period because they were a new team and they were very poorly run and they only really had the option to sign other teams' rejects. Um, it's hurting their recruiting too. Oh, of course, yeah. It that's is. Just, but like. I just it's it's just staggering that this can happen. Like in, yeah. in this day and age. Like it's it's just baffling to me. I don't understand it. Mate, when they land the number one pick three years in a row. <laughs> yeah. I mean if we had a draft, this would be working face. splendidly for them. But yeah, we don't. had a huge blow with Caelan Ponga and absolutely nothing since. And they've been in the play for a lot it's of plays. Oh, that's actually one thing you and I talked about on Saturday, yeah. which we should have mentioned during the previous game. Sorry to jump back to it. But it must be heartening for Knights fans that the Cowboys were shocking in that game. Ponga still looked good. Because you're used to that. Exactly. I'm not saying that to be a dick. Like It sounds pretty dickish. It it, it might sound that way, but it's true. Asiata at seven. Sign him up. It's what they you know, need. Yeah. It's what the people in Newcastle they need. Put... They'd get around John Asiata as well. They'd love him. Jalen Feeney. He pissed off the wrong voodoo guy. Oh, poor I don't dude. know who he pissed off. For. Man. Like, just what could go wrong in this like, first I know Hodko is not flash. He, like he, There have been times where he's been downright terrible. That game against the Roosters... You, you can't be having that from your captain. But I can't believe that Jalen Feeney gives him a better chance at winning. I, no. I just can't, even if Hodko's got no knees. Yeah, and it's not like, like they're staunch and defensive in there or anything. He's, there was no kicking game from him, and then... It's just painful. Doesn't Didn't really want the ball either. You know the bloke's got, obviously got some issues with... Oh, seems to be afraid at first grade. If anything so summed up where grade. the Knights are at right now, it was when Jalen... It was about the fourth tackle, midway through the second half, Jalen Feeney charges onto the ball... Looks to take the line on, really create something. Catches the ball, takes a step, falls over. He's done his hammy. <laughs> it's ridiculous. And he didn't even injure himself. It was just cramp. Like, oh, you poor bastards. And the Newcastle people are still going to the games every week. Honestly, they're the best fans in rugby league. Hands down. Hey, yeah, about, if the fans up north? Shut up. Who are you? If, um, <laughs> you've never had hard times, so we don't know Mate, whether there you're was Shut up. There was those two Canterbury 16, Canberra 10. Um... Campo, your boys go down, buy a converted try in a game they really should have won. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It was the worst performance of the season. It was not particularly close. I would say it's the worst performance probably the last two years since they really became premiership contenders. Um, a lot of the progress that a lot of players have made was just not there. Like Blake Austin, he actually has improved a lot as a defender this season. And then he completely regressed in this one. Yeah, You know, the, the edge defense, which has never been the strongest, has gotten much, much better. Today, no, it all went away. It all went away. They were passive. They were going backwards. There was no intensity. 
about the middle forwards, except for Junior Paul. I thought yeah. he, had, he, had, he had quite a good game in a beaten and, side. But with the Canterbury team crippled like they yeah, were, say, losing, like they, losing, they lost Graham after 20 minutes. Yeah, losing Reynolds Graham, losing Reynolds. Brett, Brett Morris was... was yeah. Not cooked because he was he still defended quite well, but he had nothing. He didn't have much in attack. It's just unfortunate. If this game was on a Sunday, you may well have won because no, uh, it's big Bill Hopawade had an absolute field day out there. He did. He had a blinder. Yeah. He had a really good game. Three hundred. I tell you, every time I think about giving up on young Hopper, he does something like this and he wins me back. It's been a common argument I've had with people over the last two years is that he's still there. We had this you know, last week. He's still their best fullback option. Whilst he's not probably not better than Brett Morris, he fits their best for the the Bulldogs. And this game, 10 tackle breaks, 6 offloads, 308 metres, was making things happen for this team. And I, could not, to... I could not believe that Canberra just kept bombing him. He He's really, really good under the it's high ball. He's asset. slow as, but he catches everything if he's near it. He's the fullback who makes the second least errors in the comp. The least is Darius Boyd over the last few years. The other one's Will Hopwiley because he does not drop bombs. And he doesn't play on Sundays. He doesn't play on Sundays <laughs> either. That helps. But he does not drop bombs and they kept put him up all day. And he joined the steam list of about 10 plays in NRL history with broken 300 metres and he's on there now. And joining the likes of Reese Wester and Wade McKinnon, you know, <laughs> known rugby league stalwarts. Wendell Saylor as well, so that's a good one. And Justin Hodge is the record holder. But yeah, he, he, uh, he stat padded in this game against the, do- uh, the, the Raiders. But... As a Raiders fan, I want to ask you this. The performances of Luke Bateman and Soliola, how concerned are you about those two? Okay, I'm a little bit concerned about Soliola because he's the one that provides the line speed when he's on the field. And if he doesn't, then no one else does. And we can just get picked apart up the middle. Like, I I can't, I don't have the stats in front of me. I'm going to bet that Clemmer ran for like, you know, 600 metres. Adam (laughs) Elliott ran for 300 metres. Like... Clemmer, if Soliola doesn't do that, if, if yeah. Soliola doesn't do that job, there's no one else that can do it. And Soliola's been incredibly important to putting this Canberra side together and sort of the ethos that the club has down there. But he is getting old, and he, I don't know if he can do it every week anymore. Yeah. So that's something that Ricky has to think about going forward. Bateman, he he's not playing anywhere near as well as he was last season. He doesn't even really have the same impact in his no. runs. And I don't know what that is. That might just be a form thing or a confidence thing. But his lack of progression from last year to this year is a little bit of a concern. Well, that's a real question mark on Ricky's team selection and who that 13 now is every week. He keeps trying something new because I think Tapanay's best role is off that bench. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I thought Tapanay was going to be the guy, but he's clearly not ready he's way to better start off the, the game like but, that. But Bateman's just been awful at starting yeah. role this year. And I, I thought he was the guy last year going forward. Strangely, the guy that's been best in that 13 role was actually a little bit trash on the weekend. It was Clay Priest. Yeah. He had a couple of good, good games starting at lock, but then he had a couple of duds and all that. And it's just a, it's a hard piece to try and figure out. I think he, he might be better off to start in Soliola there again. Yeah. You know, you don't get that 60 straight, but you could sub him out just near half time. That's when you put Tapanay on to use that footwork against the tired forwards. I don't know. It's the one real hole on the roster at the moment. Yeah, it, it's certainly weird to go from this lauded pack last year of everyone really in form to just Junior Paulo being the standout. Yeah. And Papali as well, obviously. But yeah, you just, you just hope it's early season jitters. Maybe some form will come later. Yeah, well, that's it. Like, like a lot of Raiders fans, were, you know, very, very upset on Saturday night. When the team plays like that, I can understand why. But there is a lot of time to get this right. Yeah. And they were in a similar position record-wise last season. Yeah, they were. And like, as bad as they were, they were positive. Kotrick. Kotrick's something else. Yeah, he's unfortunately he really he's going to be stuck on the wing for a long time as a centre. Yeah, even though he's, like, tell you know, he's slow centre, as buggery. But, but he, yeah, he's good. And Aiden Caesar, despite that yeah. beautiful option at the end of this game. Caesar had one of his good better game. games. He was running the ball, which is always nice. He looked fast when he made that break. 
Mate, he's got he's got some toe. Yeah. He really does. He, has, a, he has one or two full field trials in his kit from when he's at the Titans. Yeah. And uh, you got one of the full Joey Lelua experience yep. games. This was classic. This is 2014 Lelua. Sorry, 2015 Lelua yeah. stuff coming back. If you if you want Lelua, sometimes you get this. Yeah. It's just it's just how it is. If you want the behind the back passes, and if you want the twenty six tackle breaks a game, and if you want the meters out of your own end, mm-hmm. there are a couple of times a season where you have to eat a game like this, where just everything goes wrong. You can't even stand up. Yeah. Like there was a time late in the game where they threw him the ball to try and do something, and he just fell over. Yeah. Even Rapana was giving it to him. This is yeah. a weird. Yeah, and like even despite all like how poor Canberra were, they still bombed quite a couple like, some really good chances. Like Rapana dropped that ball when he yeah. would have scored easily, and like they still very nearly won the game. Yeah. Yeah, I've, um, I've I've talked myself into um, you know moving on from this game. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, would, <laughs> be a, I don't know a, if it's I true. It's I don't know if it's true, but I believe it. Yeah. No, I think it's. I think there's somewhat elements of a throwaway. To Every this. time you lose to the Bulldogs, like, let's leave it there. Forget about that <laughs> one because uh, they never really seem to beat you impressively. I'll tell you that I'll wrap them. They were tough, man, and they tackled really well, and they had a great game plan on Lelua and Rapana. They went really hard from Marco whenever one of those two went to dummy. Are they going to get tougher next year when they add Aaron Woods to that forward? Yeah. <laughs> The Morris boys, who I will always respect, had probably their best club game in a couple of years. They, they were fantastic. Did. They uh, they took advantage of Leilua's off night, and unfortunately, this game is one of those games that people will point to as a knocker on Leilua as a future rep player. Yeah, but yeah, Josh Morris stood up in this game, and so did Brett. And um, I just enjoy that. They're whole badasses, game. man. Original for yeah. the original and forever. Yeah, that, they can play to 45 and still that smart players. This is how they are. There's lots of old man cunning there is, in those two picks. There is old man cunning. But yeah, this Dogs team that just don't go away. And they got they lost Aiden, oh, Sorry, James Graham after 14 minutes and he couldn't tell. I mean, Aiden Tolan played 80 minutes straight at prop. It's a good performance from him. I did laugh at San Cassiano though. Came on early and still only lasted like 12 minutes. Uh, he's, he's, he's keeping it real. <laughs> Big is. Sam's keeping it real and you got to respect There's that. There's a moment he chased a kick. He, the first kick chase probably of the night and he ran out the back of the end goal and put his hand yeah, up. He, and the coaches are like, no. He ran. Like, he, ran so <laughs> he ran through chasing a grubber. <laughs> yeah. Didn't get there. Pushed White and gave away yeah, a penalty. Right. Pushed him over. And then put the hand up. I was so proud. <laughs> you know, and the co- all the trainers are like shaking their head. And he's like, nah. And Sam said, yeah, they said, no, no, no. Sam said, yes, yes, yes. And off he came. <laughs> going back that way. Tell him. <laughs> Tell him, big man. <laughs> Loved it. Uh, West Tigers 16, Cronulla 22. Uh, the Sharks come from behind to snatch a win at Leichhardt. And I guess a little bit more misery for Tigers fans after a shit couple of weeks. You know what? I actually thought there's a lot of good things the Tigers can take out of this game. Yeah, good sure. signage, good grammar, great plays <laughs> on words. Um, but I cannot believe. I think. Well, obviously, you two are on my side on this, and I I would like to think the people of Team Bungard as a whole were had my back. But stop pretending to be offended by these signs. On the hill. Did you see this photo? I did. I thought the I thought the signs were pretty mild. As they were so, like Woods is a dog. That's a literal statement. He <laughs> yeah. signed for the Bulldogs. Tesco is a cock. Yeah, Roosters fans have a banner that says "We'll beat you with our cocks." Like that's just a cheeky play on words because a rooster is like that. Yeah, I don't. I should have really? how cheeky that one is. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more about wordplay. Next time sign up, just put cock up. Like well, that's not really a cheeky <laughs> word play, is it? <laughs> I'm a, my yeah, point is, take that one to the next Broncos game my, you go to. Just like, a big banner that says "Dick" or my, something. My point. <laughs> My point... Yeah, because horses have dicks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a play on words. <laughs> the point is... Yeah. That... But horses... <laughs> the point is, they were not exactly Gordon Tallis, your mum's a pig, circa State of Origin 2000 or oh, whatever I forgot it was. about that. Yeah. That was bad, wasn't it? it? That was bad. These were... You see, you can't put Wood's mum is a dog. You can't do that. You can't do that. Wood's a dog. Yeah. Um, and people were pretending to be outraged. Like, put your, put your pitchforks away. 
I did enjoy the full can of beer being thrown at Mitch Moses though, because you can't buy beer posts like for half time. They is saved a, that beer. That is an all time. <laughs> that's an all time stupid play. Yeah, don't. Hey, don't this, chuck shit at people. This podcast in this house does not does not endorse the throwing of things. We do not. We also don't endorse wasting beer. And Mate, it was probably warm. He would have bought it at half. This is the thing I'm most confused about. Is in my experiences buying tinnies at gigs or at uh, stadiums, over they open all the cans for this exact reason. Wasn't the can opened? No. Oh, well, they smuggled it in then. Yeah, that's what's happened. Or the or what a surprise. The that's, good that's actually. Like I, I, I was really sure it was open. That's I quite was, dangerous. I was told that it was like a proper sealed can. And uh, oh, that's not fr- cool. Uh, Friend of me, but not Mitch, so I can't say friend of the pod. Souther Dan said that someone... Oh, not a friend of mine? <laughs> feud. <laughs> the, the, Apparently. Blood did. feud. It's a blood feud. Um, he said... he was, He's a Sharks fan. He was there. He said someone, some Tigers fan threw a full can of beer at him as well. And it was also Have you seen that head? Was he gronking out? Yeah. I mean, it probably was, but again, we don't condone the throwing of beer cans. It's just bizarre. We don't, but um, sometimes there's some retribution. There really is. Involved. A bit of like-out justice. At the, at the fans, not at the players. Oh, yeah, never at the players. Come As on, a local, we can rule on these things. Uh, I agree. So, in future, angry fans, don't throw your things at players. Throw them all at Dan Nichols. Is what yes. you say. All right. <laughs> Good. But yeah, back to this game. Moses Sully looks a completely different player since moving into the center. At center, center he has so and much more confidence. The, this is such... Ridiculous! Like I defended Jason Taylor more than most people did, but it took Cleary three minutes to be like, "Okay, you winger, go on the wing. You are a centre who's been playing on the wing. You go to centre." I interviewed Kev Nagama at the Fiji media thing today, and I asked him about that about moving back to the wing, and he said, "To be honest, I hadn't played in the centres until Jason Taylor put me there, and as soon as Ivan came, he said, 'You're a, you're a winger. I've always seen you as a winger. Get on the wing.'" You know, <laughs> and you apparently Moses Suley Moses Suley well, so. hadn't played in the centres at any level before wing, round sorry. one. Oh, I hadn't played. Sorry, he hadn't played wing at any level before round one. But that just seems like a no-brainer, Jason doesn't it? Jason Taylor knows that flat top belongs on posters. We want corner put down, <laughs> son. That's what we want. Get to Slacey Vunavalo and get in the corner. Get that flat top on camera. That's what we want to see. And M- Moses Suley in the centres. Looks like he's a different player. Actually runs hard, direct lines at centre there. Bust tackles and looks good. And defence is still a concern for him, but he'll get there. Yeah, but it's a bit like Kotrick, where if he's holding up this well physically at 18, imagine what it's going to be like when he actually stops growing and he's able to put some muscle on. Yeah. You know, it could be a scary, scary proposition. Yeah, Yeah, and um, at least now they're pouring time into him where he's going to play in the future of the club. Like, putting him on the wing and having him struggle... Out, you know, and then having a centre partner change every other week, like it was, not the best thing for his development. Yep. Now he gets to embed himself that left centre spots. His I thought I thought the rest of the there. Tigers forwards did pretty well to stand up in the absence of Woods. I thought Aloy was yeah, fantastic. He was, he was very he had a really good, good game. Um, I'm surprised. No, didn't notice Aaron Woods off the field. Mm. I never know what I would have said that before. But we do need to mention a player that Aaron Woods was involved in in the uh, Paul Gallon grabsies. Oh, that's uh, so bad. You guys see Paul Gallon today whinging about it. Why was what Paul Gallon whinging about it? He so Cleary, Cleary <laughs> apparently ran at him a little bit after the game. He did, and Gallon said yeah, on a yarn on Fox Sports today. He said words to the effect of, "I don't know why Evan Cleary's worried about me. His team keeps losing." All right, uh, and, and he said he, he, he said he said you know he said it wasn't a dive. He said. If anyone goes back and sees it, Woods puts his hand on me, so it's not. I mean, a dive. that is what just... I think happened. I think that it was in the it, it was in that basket of like, there's no way that impacted the play, but to the letter of the law, it's a penalty. Yeah, the but I had people blowing up like it was the worst call of all time, and then it, when I f- finally went back and watched it, uh, I was like, mm. it was the correct decision, but yeah, it, exactly. it was a circumstance where the rule was not meant to be applied that way. I agree. Yeah, I agree on that as well, and. Uh, 
gallon can try and tell people to sort of dive all you want. But once you're screaming with your hands in the air halfway down to the ground, you're taking yeah. a dive. Literally just anyone that's ever been, just if you've been, like, been pulled just on say, the shirt yeah, man, before, you know that doesn't make you fly through the air screaming and falling backwards. <laughs> Maybe not you. And look directly at the referee. <laughs> Very sturdy young man, Cameron. <laughs> Good centre of gravity. Yes. <laughs> Good for taking charges. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, he took a dive, but... Ivan Cleary's put himself in the same dangerous spot Trent Robinson did it. Now, my team won't stay down kind of thing. Oh, yeah. Like, you'll stay down. It's a stupid, <laughs> it's a, that's a really stupid hill to They'll stay down when, when it matters. But yeah, Cronulla uh, just keep on rolling, don't they? They're still in that uh, defending Premier's kind of form that they just win the close ones. Yeah, it's unfortunate for Tigers Tedesco getting hurt. That was noticeable. Um, yeah. More so than Aaron Woods. Um, Nagama was all right at fullback. Yeah. Mate, he, he, he's... Pretty good in attack anywhere, and he's okay at defence very much on yeah, fullback, fullback so. or wing. He's yeah. not great in the centres, old Kev. But I was actually really impressed with Luke Brooks. Oh, he was great. He got he got like trampled by T Rex. T Rex sighting, how good. Yep. And um, he Brooks didn't really take control of the game in the last ten minutes like I would have liked. But apart from that, and I know there's a couple of big caveats. I thought he was really good. Yeah. He really took he really took command of the team. The ball he threw for Nagama's try. The one-hander while he was getting tackled. That was an absolute beauty. Was he the best seven on the field, though? Because my boy... Oh, Chattels. My boy. Chip and Chase. Chip and Chase, Chad. And then Chip and Chase scores, gets the hair ruffle from Wade Graham. Hair stays perfect. Yeah, it is buoyant and firm. Credit to him. Man after my own heart. Mitch not happy right now. The the thing with Brooks, though, if Cleary can... This is only after a couple of weeks with Cleary. If he can get consistent footy out of Brooks with... Playing off the skills that we know Brooks has, next year he could be really, really effective for him. I'm, I'm still all in on Luke Brooks. Yeah. This is a proper cliche, but you can tell he knows he has the belief of the coach. Like he can just tell that there's belief in Luke Brooks now that this is my team, which it hasn't been yeah. the last three years, and already you can notice that, and you can already notice stroppy Mitch Moses. Well, in the last in the last ten minutes, Moses started to take that dominant role, and he was trying a lot of different things that just weren't working. I know yeah. Brooks. The last significant touch he had in the game was that cross kick that went dead, and that wasn't a great moment for anybody. But Moses really struggled in that dominant role late. He did, and he has a long time when they've tied themselves to to, to Mitch Moses. And maybe they have, we'll see in the long run, but the cheaper call looked like they could have made the right call so far on a a short, short sample size. But that Tony Williams return you mentioned, if I had to write the script, this is exactly how I would have expected it to go. Yeah, run over a half in the first two minutes, score a try, and then do nothing in golf at halftime. I mean, it kind it kind <laughs> of both well that Cleary sort of oversaw Sean Johnson when he was coming into first grade and his rise. I'm not obviously not comparing Brooks and Johnson ability wise, yeah. but it does bode well for Brooks that uh, Cleary has experience in developing a young halfback and sort of molding him into a good first. Would either of you would too. either of yeah. you be shocked if you, if you found out that Ivan Cleary raised Nathan Cleary as like a playmaking experiment? <laughs> no, like he decided when his boy was six years old. Okay, I'm going to turn this kid into a halfback. And then did he say, "I'm going to send you to Penrith, and all you got to do is put up bombs"? That's <laughs> the end game. Yeah. Not a great end game. Floating bombs, Floating mate. Bomb that's machine. the way. Don't even aim them anywhere. Just put them up. So <laughs> that's not. That wasn't the dream when he developed. It, w- it was. That, it worked in that one week, and then the next week, Clear is like, "Wait, where's Braden Burns?" Where do, I, where, where do I kick the ball this week? I don't understand. Just keep doing it, mate. <laughs> Uh, um, Warriors 14, Roosters 13. Yeah, the boys. Really? <laughs> happy times, happy yeah, times bro. at Casa de Bellin. I can imagine. Uh, yeah, last minute penalty goal and the Warriors snatch a win. 
I have no idea how the Warriors won this game. No. They spent they spent the last win. 25 minutes not only not playing well, they were actively trying to bottle this game. <laughs> they, I don't think, up, up until when they kicked the penalty goal, I don't know if they had to play the ball in the opposition half until that set in the second half because they were defending their line for basically the entire second 40 until the very, very end. Yeah, they showed, they showed a defensive resolve I didn't think they had. That is That is, to me, is the most heartening thing of all. It's like... You know, typically when the Warriors win, it's not on the back of, you know, gritty defensive performances. It's because they score a few flashy tries and blow teams away. Oh, the flashy tries. I miss them, so... I understand that, but, you know, scoring flashy tries and making the finals once every five years isn't going to cut it. Winning games like this will end up with them being in in a better position to win grand finals. And it wasn't even just in that goal line stand, you know. Their defense throughout the game was quite strong. They only conceded the two tries. One is off an intercept... And the other, I can't remember how it was scored. <laughs> but it was a try they could see. Sorry, boys, I fell, I fell apart on you it there. Did. But still, one one legitimate try in 80 minutes against a team that, you know, if you if you give them the chances, the Roosters will put them on you. I was really and impressed. What's another good sign is Sean Johnson had probably his worst game of the last two oh, years, and they still won. Very rough. Oh, the other try was when Joey Manu put uh, Ryan Hoffman on skates. Oh, poor oh, old Hoffy. He did. Uh, there's life on Kearney Island. It's me, there's me and Wilson. I think a net might be coming soon. Yep. But uh, there's life there. That yeah, we talked about it just then. I still really, you really miss as a neutral fan. You miss that flair Warriors. But they've been that team for so long and not got anywhere. And whilst this wasn't an exciting win for them, def- def- keeping the Roosters to 13 points in, the, in their own half for the entire second half was yep. a fantastic effort. And if they keep winning games on defense, the attack will come. Yep. If they win the games like this. Uh, it's I a much better sign for a team so, trying to you know win the competition in the end, like everyone is. Much like this. much like we don't count the Knights when we're talking about like saying someone else is the worst team in the comp. We shouldn't count Tamalola when we're talking about if someone else is the best forward <laughs> in the comp. Yeah. So is Boyd Corner the best forward in the comp? Right I don't now? think so. I don't think you can ever say that an edge forward, a really good he edge is forward, killing it. He's though. he's a great player. He's a great player, and he might be the best back rower. I can't. In the comp, I don't. But I I think if you're ranking just forwards, just mm-hmm. eight to thirteen, eight to thirteen, no hookers. Yep. A really good middle forward will always be more valuable than a they might really be more valuable. But I don't know if anyone bar Tamalo is playing at a higher level than he is right now. That might that might be true. Marty's a power. Marty's well, possibly, yeah, but he take... missed like half the season yeah. as well. Is what like like Cordner has been the Roosters yeah. this year. He has been complete, he's been leading by example every single week. He's probably been their best player in my eyes. Like he's been fantastic. Oh, he has, he has, and he was great. He he had a couple of um, drops that he doesn't usually have in this game. But apart from that, he was super. Yeah, one and which the way, scored a try. The way he ang- but... the way he angles towards uh, the oh, area it. behind the markers is just fantastic, and there's no one else in the competition that does it as well as him. But some of the guys it's just, really it's like just in the comp. three meters every yeah. time. Him and Jack DeBellin are so good at that. On the back of a quick play, the ball is getting that advantage line behind the markers, getting 15 meters every yeah. time. And because corners on the edge, more than likely he's going to get one guy hanging off of him when he does it, and look for an offload or look for another quick play of the ball. And another one just so good at picking out the opposition half to run at them, just so good at that. He's one of the few middle forwards that has that carries such a load in terms of um, the actual meters that the Roosters pack makes. Because I, f- edge I forward, thought, sorry, sorry? edge forwards. So what did I say? You said middle. middle. We know what you meant. It's fine. I'm all over the place. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> because I, I didn't think Warrior Hargraves was particularly effective. I didn't think Napa was that effective with the ball, and I didn't. Did kill a man though. He did. He did. He always does. Guerra, you know, the less said the better. Talke Aho was very good. I thought only a couple of games back from a knee injury, but they rely a lot for meters from Cordner knifing into the back of the ruck. Yeah, and they rely on Kenny Dow as well coming out of there. I think they're missing. They're also missing yeah, Madison a little bit. That guy who in his stints this year was very very good. Maybe a little bit, but I would have thought that Talke Aho would have picked up that slack. Yeah. And I oh, feel yeah. like Madison is a very good player, but I thought Takeaho's performance. 
on the weekend was better than anything Madison's put up this year. Mm. Yeah, and I'm very pro the Tupo Simbin in this game too, by the way. Another good call. Yeah, a very good call. The- Shout out to the refs, man. Yeah. They nailed that one. Great call. And, yeah. and that, that call at the end, that was an absolute beauty. That's the refereeing equivalent of a cutout flick pass. It is. It's the Kevin Proctor fa- the uh, low-look pass again. Oh, was it ever? Right. And Trent Robertson, was ha- after the press conference, he said it was a penalty. Yeah, he said he was offside. He didn't get back. The The only thing that was strange that it was that it took them so long to yeah. call it. He might have got a tip from the touchy or something like yeah. that, but they got the call right, and that's all you can ever ask. Yeah, it was, they nailed that call, and... Uh, yeah, good signs for the Warriors that, yeah, to get this win. And again, Madalino didn't wasn't great with the ball in hand in this game, but there was little moments that... Yeah, good, he's definitely getting there. Put a good hit on Hargreaves, and I think... I don't know if it was penalised. I think it might have been, but it was a legal hit to me. But good hit no, they, they got penalised for off... That I remember it. that. They got penalised for offside, but the hit was definitely legitimate. I've been really happy with the way Madalino's been coming back. Yeah, Tigers fans licking their lips watching that. Oh, absolutely. I keep forgetting that's happened. Yeah. Uh, St. George Laura 22, Melbourne Storm 34... Uh, Storm survived 10 minutes of Kurt Mann magic. Hey, there he is. There he is. That was a great tweet from... Uh, who was that? The nice. tweet? Yeah, great, great tweet. Um, yeah, so the Storm pretty much put the queue in the rack when they were up by 30 points uh, a little way into the second half. Credit to Dragons, though. Created a few points uh, in the end. But, man, oh, man. Um, did the Storm inadvertently sort of expose a blueprint on how to beat the Dragons? Or is this sort of a... No, do you view no this I as don't a think there's ever been a secret on how to beat the Dragons. The key is executing it. Yeah. And the Storm's execution, particularly in that first 35 minutes, was absolutely the unbelievable. The second Valu try with that put down. Ooh. Unbelievably Not good. just the put down, the plays they were running. They were getting Chambers involved in both sides of the field. Chambers has gone to another level in the last couple Man, of weeks. Man, getting Addo Carr that little bit of space on Nene. I love that. I love it when Addo Carr just decides, you know what, fuck this shit, I'm running around. And he, ne- <laughs> and he nearly got three. He got, he got horse collared on one of them and pulled into That was actually a great battle great. through the day, Addo yeah. Carr and Nene. Nana has got some pace. He does, man. He's got some toe. I think he had Adokara covered if he didn't keep turning around and looking yeah. at Ben He might have had him done, even though he's carrying the ball. So, a bit of toe on him. But um, it was a pretty good game, considering it was like 34 points one way, then 22 points the other. But... Well, it's a lot of trials on a lazy Sunday afternoon. It's all over right. one. Um, I thought Chambers was great. He burst out of the line a couple of times to hit the first receiver. Yeah, and... he really. there were a couple of times that defending their line, and he really, really raced in. It's like, he really went for that up both and in. Times. And he doesn't do that all the time, but when he does, he usually gets it right. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Billy Slater in this game, you know, he's, again, he's back. It's showing inc- more things though. Where'd the kicking game come from? I don't know. I've never, I've seen him grubber before. I've and never seen him put in per- a cross perfectly kick like placed. That. Only Vunavalu was going to catch that. Like, I don't know what, um, I don't know why Nighty was so far in, but well, I think Nighty actually read the play. He's just too slow. Yeah, Fair. sorry, Jase. But the, the whole first half, the uh, the Dragons were trying the umbrella defense in the wrong times. Yeah, and they were the wingers are up a lot, and they got caught out the whole first half, and they changed that at half time. But I'm a never a fan of it ever, and it very often is exploited if the well, other they, team is good. You, you can umbrella a lot in the other team's half and up to halfway and whatever, but the Storm were getting it from 20, 30 meters out and catching them there, which yep. other teams won't do to them. Yeah, it's uh, on your own line. It's an educated style of defense. It is, like, uh, but you know the Storm here. We said Vanuva. And Adokar were amazing, but I just love the signs when Billy scored that try to how much a team got around him. Because yeah. God knows Billy was desperate. Oh, was he? Ever? Was he was hanging and out for it. Vunavalu pretty much gave him that second one. Vunavalu definitely oh, the could have scored pass. Him The Doyle pass. <laughs> the old one hander. One hander. <laughs> he had to take a hand off it just to be fancy and throw it one hand. They could have easily thrown that with two hands, but he's like, no, nah, I want to be fancy here. I spoke <laughs> to him at the Fijian thing today as well, and I said, why just throw it one handed? He said, I couldn't decide which hand to throw it in and got confused. <laughs> so I just threw it. Fantastic. I love watching him. He's, he's awesome. great, isn't he? The crazy he's... thing with him is he's only played about 45 games of rugby league in his entire life. He's great. 
I had a, I have a yarn up on the DT website at the moment. I and read it talk- it. You read it? What do you think? I liked it. I like everything you wrote. Oh, thanks, mate. Nice. But it was about how when he first signed with the Storm, he didn't know how to play the ball. They literally had to teach him how to play the ball. It doesn't seem like the sort of thing you need to teach someone, but apparently there that's how it was. There you go. Unfortunately, Christian Welch in this game out for the season too. Yeah, oh, that was a bad one too. The non-contact yeah. ones. Mate, and, these, and they lost... Uh, well, you could tell pretty instantly that it was going to be bad yeah. when he went down. And they lost uh, Nas for a Broken month. hand. But they'll have Tohu back next game, so... That's it. Tohu can slot in on that left edge. Kenny, Kenny. can go back to the middle and yeah. they'll just keep winning. <laughs> they will. You won't notice anything. That's it. <laughs> they'll just keep winning. This team, like, it's going to be hard to stop them this year with Kronk's last year in Melbourne, but they just they just do everything so well. It's just a little... like they, I say this a lot and it's a cliche, but they just do the little things right every single time. They do great. Like, which this, is much harder than it sounds. I know the Dragons are missing... Uh, they're missing Gareth Widdett, but they killed that Dragons pack in the first 20 minutes. Yeah, the Dragons really been the form pack of this competition. And that was it. They came in, they executed, they won the game in 20 minutes, and that was it. They put the kill in the rack, and that, from then on, yeah, there was some nice tries at the end, but it was never in doubt. I mean, Kurt Mann, two nice moments to him, which is good. That guy's not really shown that much in his first grade career, so it was nice to see something from him in the halves, but uh, there was never any doubt that the Storm had won this one. Oh, Ben Hunter sunken with disappointment. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Uh, so, you all may have noticed there was no random insertion of Dropper Likes Hunt within the game reviews, because this week it's not something that happened in an NRL game, Mitchell. It is the City Origin team. Yeah, this is on you. Not the concept as a whole, Campo. Calm down. Before you get upset, I'm not ragging on City Country. I'm yeah, ragging specifically on the, city, <laughs> on the City Origin team, which couldn't even be named at its scheduled time of 9.30 this morning because they didn't have enough players. Keep the concept around, mate, because yep. uh, the city care. The, uh, the bench includes... <laughs> it's not about the city caring. <laughs> the, uh, no, it's not. It's about the clubs caring. The team includes Jake Marketo, who has not played first grade this year. One game, first no, grade. I don't think he has. Paulie Paulie, who has not played first grade yet this year because of injury. But he's still. been playing in a wheelchair. He's been playing yeah, in the last cup. Uh, yeah. Harmi Sele from the Dragons, who's come off the bench three times. Four times. Four yeah. times, great. Uh, we've got uh, Clint Gutherson playing a position he hasn't played in the NRL this year. Nathan Ross playing a position he hasn't played in the NRL this year. Tyron Peachy playing a position he doesn't currently play in the NRL. Bryce Cartwright in the halves. Uh, yeah, just... Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, David Gower starting. David Gower's yeah. played one NRL game this year. Yeah. Played for Wentworthville or whichever, whatever team Parramatta's feeder club is for the rest of the year. It is Wentworthville. For the rest of the year, oh, they're changing it. <laughs> look, look, look at me having a guess and being right. Uh, country team's fine. It's just the city team that's uh, terrible. But uh, yeah, the clubs are giving up on the concept. Yeah, they have. Like- I'm the biggest defender of city country that maybe there's ever been. You're wearing a city jersey right now. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing a jersey that shows the unity of the concept. That's true. That is, that's one way to twist it. But if the clubs don't take it seriously and they won't let their players play, what the hell are they meant to do? I know it's not a big rap playing, on, playing for city and all that. This, this is a game that's about the country. City's just someone to play against. But even so, like it just it just makes everyone look bad. You know what's a weird call? Tarek Sims... Turning down Fiji to play for country. No, you know what? I, if I was why? him, I'd do the same. Because it's the last time? Because it's the last time. Yeah, well, there you go. I don't, that's why I couldn't understand they couldn't get a city team together. I thought it would be okay because it was the last time. I, I'm sure no. there's plenty of guys that would have wanted to play. Yeah. You know? Well, I heard of Freddie telling some players and they were stoked they were in the team because yeah. it was the last time. But I guess others didn't have choice. Well, look, the sort of rumours that were flying around after the announcement got to late, I was really expecting something pretty terrible. 
But from yeah. one to ten, this is a okay. En- this is an entertaining city side, and I know there's a couple of real battlers thrown in there. <laughs> but you know, I'm I'm, I'm for, it. You're I, for it. The thing is, I don't have to defend this concept anymore. It's done. The decision's been made. It's going. You can enjoy the last one. I am, yeah. man. I just want them to throw in some fellas that'll just you know have a have a real crack. Just give a shit about what they're doing yeah. and. Oh. Give well, the good people of Muzzy a good game. Just put Sean man. Spencer in the centres for you and Aitken. Just do oh, it. Man. Give him his jersey. Oh, that made me so happy. <laughs> Why don't they just do it? I don't know. Why not? Just throw him in for the last one. Because Paul Green's a prick. It's not like anyone cares who wins. <sighs> Except Campo. It's not about the game. I've, What's our, I've told Bungard this a thousand this is, times. No, my favourite part about Dragon. this is the fact that you you are, you you grew, you born and raised in Camden, which is Camden. where my girlfriend's parents live. And I've been there very, very... Your well. girlfriend's parents are in Harrington Park. That is not Camden. They're in the same place. They're in the same council. Different postcode. Dragon Camden. Same council. Drag him for what? He Drag lives him. in the city and he's like, oh, I'm a country I live boy in the, through no, and through. I never said I was a country boy through and through. You came in here wearing a straw hat. <laughs> with a, with a, <laughs> Chewing on some silk. Exactly. <laughs> Emergency Decked in Harry and Williams. Harry is, <laughs> Harry is a country boy. Oh, Harry's more country than me. He's from bloody Coonabarabran. That's 50 miles away from nowhere. Big like, country Harold Ramage. As they call it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I but if, damage wall. <laughs> mate, if I if I if if I had like a lick of footballing ability, I'd be playing for country. Yeah, that's it. Group six, that's a country region. All there right. Cop that one, gun. The thing okay. the thing with Camden is it's right on the edge. This is gerrymandering at its worst. This is uh take the kicks. The thing with Camden <laughs> is it's right on the edge of where the city becomes the country. So anywhere further out than Camden. Is like designated. It's, it's a whole tweet heads argument. Yeah, it anything is. anything further in is city. So you get country TV. That's the real question. Is we do. It, you get win. We do. Oh, that's it. You're like the player. outer reach. Yeah. The, like the, He's lying. I am not lying. The, part, like the, the western part of Canada, like any Grassmere and Orangeville, like none of you care about this. Yeah. But you get country. You get country TV. Yeah, if you out get there. win. You're a country. I've yeah, been exactly. to no. They, 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 he's not telling the truth. Though, I am telling I've the truth. Television. You've been, to, yeah, you've been to Harrington Park. You don't know where that is in relation the to the same, rest of Canada. They are not the fucking same, bro. They're, the, they're in the same council. Oh, they're in the same council, council. mate. You know how big councils are. Not that big. But they are there. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, there you go, son. You've been to Harrington Park like three times. Don't tell I've me what's going on. I've been there hundreds me, of times. Don't tell, me, don't tell me how it is out there, mate. This is worse than me and you argument. It's great. <laughs> yeah, well. Because yeah, Punkard doesn't have a fucking leg to stand on. Thanks, Punkard. Just a chip on his shoulder. With a chip on my shoulder. I'm standing up for the 2570, mate. <laughs> what are you doing? Who are you? You missed the 40%, so you are, mate. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi run, run, run. First bit of news. We're yeah. setting a date for Bungard taking the kicks. No. I want it, man. I want it. <laughs> Take those kicks. Like oh, you don't feel like it. No, no. So uh, we should. I don't know. If fans have got bits and pieces of this story. No. Have they got the full story? I don't know they got the full story. Why don't you tell them? It's, Mitch? it's a pretty straightforward story. It's. I think I can kick four from ten. Here comes the fake news from him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So we were yarning. We were yarning a few weeks ago about goal kicking. Someone had had a shitty goal kicking performance on the weekend, and Bungard Walker, was saying, mm-hmm. Bungard was saying, you know what? I don't think it's that hard. I it's reckon not. I see. I reckon I could kick, you know, half the goals from the sideline. And I said, bullshit, no, you can't. Kicking's very hard. It's not. I, put I bet 100 bucks that you can't. And Bungard sort of, you know, waffled a little bit. And I said, I'll drop you down to 40%. If you can kick four from 10, I will give you 100 Australian dollars. If you can't, you have to give 100 Australian dollars to me. Bungard will not take the kicks. <laughs> I haven't kicked when in a couple pressed, of years. When pressed, he says, 
on my own I'll time. I'll do it on my own time. Mate, I, re- I reply with set a date. It's set not a like date. I'm out Give there practicing. I haven't kicked the ball in two years. You I said thought... you could do it. I can you do said it. You could... Well, then go do it. Let's go, let's go right now. Where? Man, there's an oval like a couple of blocks. There's a couple of blocks away. No joke. I'll go right now. We'll do it on my Mate, terms. A... On my terms? Yeah, on my terms, on my time. Okay, when? Where? Yeah. Come on. Next to the like dog track, the lights are on down at Winnie Park. Yeah, man, let's do it. When I feel like it. When are you going to feel like it? Uh, yeah, this I is a... Uh... Yeah, because you can't do it. I can do it. Prove it. That's Show me. Go on. This, this is how you don't lose bets. You just don't finish them. Mm-hmm. You just start them and then that's it. You I'll do it on my own time. Can't take the L if you don't play the game. But... No, you're taking an L. It's like, kind of like a prolonged L. Yeah, that's sort of just sinking into your aura because you're not taking the kicks. I disagree. Yeah, like the thing is though, I haven't thought about this since we discussed it. You, it has been the only thing you've thought about. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like, actually quit my job. How so much real estate am I occupying in your in your head? Not right much because it's like, three words. So take the kick. <laughs> take the the kick one. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go you double or nothing. I'll go you two hundred that you won't get one from the sideline. Right now. What? Right now. Then I get one from ten. No, you have one shot. Oh. One opportunity. Oh wow. So That's everything actually you ever more fun in one moment. We'll talk later. No, we'll, we'll talk we'll now. Play. Take the kick, Josh son. Papali handed a further one-week ban by the club after his drink-driving incident. Yep. Next. Jonathan Thurston <laughs> will play on Friday, apparently. Is this, Do we all, didn't we all know that? Like, is this like, that was a thing. Mate, uh, I don't know what you did with the run sheet today, mate. But whatever, you know, there Too busy practicing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I was at the over for three hours. Next time you can people put bets out, by the way. You don't have to, you know, if what he does here, you can say you do it now. Just whatever, put an infinite time on them. <laughs> you put bets out any, any time there. I could take LeBron James one-on-one. Just wait till he's dead. Just give me 15 just minutes. Yeah, exactly right. It's very morbid. Pro- problem solved. Easy. Yep. No one can call me any of my bets if I never take them. Yep. Injury news. Josh Reynolds out for two to four weeks with a hamstring injury. Christian Welts out for the season, as we mentioned You know, You know, Josh Reynolds is a good signing when the best thing Tigers fans could point at for his season is sitting on the sideline with a fan. That so was nice, good, though. Bit, yeah. where's, where's the footy highlights, Josh? That was a nice moment. Played well, against, <laughs> played well against South. Don't step, better, on, don't step on a human well, moment. It's great. But, don't, be, don't Benny Elias this shit. <laughs> that was a human moment that was ruined. Yeah. Even Eliasing it. <laughs> Uh, Sean Johnson re-signs until the end of 2019. What a surprise. Mm. Still, would have liked to see him maybe go somewhere else. No, I wouldn't have. No, of course you wouldn't have. No. Is that it? Yep. Is that the news? Okay, yeah. so the kicks. <laughs> when are, we when are you going to take him? Yeah, on my own time. I'm not going to sit here and put a date on it. You do understand. I'll be reasonable. I am not going to sit here and be peer pressured by you two. I'm not peer pressuring. You I'm are asking literally you. both leaning I'm... over me right now, trying to bully me into doing something. Oh, we will do dude, this when I not... feel like doing okay, it. Okay, when are you going to feel like doing it? When I decide so. When will that be? I don't know. Can you give me an estimation? No. Why? Because it's more fun this way. More fun. You're getting really upset. You just said you're getting bullied. I am. How's that fun for you? No, you're trying to bully me. I'm I not trying to do anything. I'm asking you when you can take these kicks that you claimed you could get. Mm, when I feel like it. When will that be? I don't know. Why don't you know? Because this, this is paid first wasting you know, so this much time. All, it, it seems like you are going through extraordinary lengths just to avoid saying, you know what, I was wrong and I can't get those kicks. I need <laughs> one practice session to see if, I can, if I've still got it. You said you could get the kicks and practice best session. I not say specified. a lot of things. You do, man. You do. You say a lot of incorrect things. Own this one. Take the L. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have any questions. Question time. First one from Matty McP25. Seriously, Dale, you seem like a great bloke, but please relocate to Europe. Dale's not here to defend himself, so I'm going to ask, is Dale the curse? And I'm going to answer, yes. Yes, I'll agree he's the curse. Dale is very European, though. That's true. He is. Uh... 
at action Ben Wallace. It's not even at, at but whatever. It's great. No, um, it is. Should young Matt Moreland play City vs. Country the way Ryan Hinchcliffe played it? Hoping for an origin, but knowing it's unattainable. I don't think it's unattainable. It's I think unattainable. Matt Moreland's going to be on the bench. It'll be Matt Moreland or Jack Bird on the bench in that utility role. I think the first blow to his origin credentials was being picked in this game, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I'll tell you, though, because I'm a sad, sad man, the other day I went back and watched the highlights for every city country going back to 2008. Ryan Hinchcliffe had some blinders for country. Yeah. Which he played well. He, he ever, he ever, sorry, Casey got those weird, oh, will he be on the bench kind of uh, articles after it too, but they never considered him. He might be the ultimate Melbourne Storm player because he was just like a bit part nobody at the Raiders, turned into a really effective hooker slash lock at Melbourne. He was great there. Next question at Butsy888. Since Morgan's such a great 14, why doesn't he fill that role for the Cowboys allowing the great man Asiata to play 5-8? Great question. <laughs> Very good question. Be, no, it is a good question, but here's what would happen. Asiata, Thurston, power struggle... <laughs> You know what it's I'm true. saying? Maybe Thurston should play. Thurston would get sick of being overcalled by the great man. Well, I, I think Thurston needs some time in the Black Hawks to get his fitness back. I agree. <laughs> At Mad, I'm going to score no, pa- no space. Who was a player that's changed your opinion of him based on a turnaround in form? David Clemmer for me. I thought he was a, a two. I think two was it two years ago. I didn't really particularly rate him. I thought he was a bit of a hype merchant, bit of a flat track bully. But he's certainly grown, especially this year so far. He's been excellent. Any this year, like on this year's form? Um. <clears throat> A young Luke Keery, perhaps? No, Luke Keery ah, was always... your audience. Luke Keery was a product of... Um, so, his his form... His down downward spiral in form coincided with the South forward pack regressing massively. He was great in 2014. He was fantastic. I'm not shocked that he's good for the Roosters at all. Any camper? Yeah, it's a guy we were talking about a bit earlier, Boyd Cordner. When he first came on the scene... I thought he got a bit of a fast track into the Blues team and into the Test team just because he was at the Roosters, and I didn't quite see what everyone else saw in him. Same. That changed either... I can't remember exactly when it changed. It might have only been last year when he came back from injury and he was doing the things that he's doing now. He was really carrying a team from that edge back row spot, which was really, really hard. And I'd gr- He'd grown on me a little bit since then, but finally I either I saw what had always been there or he caught up to what everyone thought he was. I, 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 I tend to think it's the former. But yeah, he, he's someone that I've done a complete 180 on. I'm the same with you on Cordner, and it was almost the first game back at the Roosters last year I realised I was wrong on him. Yeah. Uh, I've got another one from the past and one from this year. From the past, Ryan James. I never yeah, I'm the same. never understood why there was all these people wrapping him in the game and all these rep coaches that were talking him up. as his, He was this edge back rower who was loose to me, who gave away penalties too easily. He was a hothead and had a lot of errors in him. But from round one last year in the middle, he's been exceptional. And the other one's Gareth Widdop this year. I'd given up on him. I gave up on him two years ago. I think giving up on a player, though, is different to having that complete 180 on him. Yeah. Like, did you, you would have liked him when he was at Melbourne, surely. Oh, yeah. Every, everyone's like, oh, he's a Melbourne 5'8", yeah. you know, at some point. Well, I'd given up on him. And, and Ano- another, one, another one's Trent Merrin. When Trent Merrin got his ridiculous origin debut in 2011, I don't think he, he'd started maybe four games for the Dragons. I didn't understand why he was in the team. And I didn't actually really like him as a player until he moved to lock. And I think that was in 2012 or maybe 2013. And then you saw, I saw the, the footwork and the offloads and I realised, oh, wait, this, this guy's actually awesome. You know? I love some Trent Merrin. No, no Matt Morland calls, boys? No. no um, I'm no. good. <laughs> okay. No comment. Speaking of Matt Morland, next question. Butsy888 follows up. Has anyone in the history of rugby league had a better 10 minutes than young Matt Morland? Never. Or Kurt Mann two days later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, who's, was it Vunavalo last year, like two tries or three tries in 10 minutes? What was that? 
was pretty close. It was he scored four in the first half. Yeah. There was a game against the Knights a couple of years ago where Blake Austin scored three tries in the first fifteen minutes. I was going to yeah, say there's a game Na- the game Nathan Merritt scored five in. He had a ten minute stretch where he scored a hat trick. So. You know what? Actually, I'm just going to say the thirty seconds when Nathan Merritt kicked that field goal. Oh, I agree. There you go. Multiply it by twenty. <laughs> uh, Butsy triple eight. Another one. Good, good stuff from Butsy this week. If you have to sign a non-football playing athlete to your side, who would it be, and what position would they play? LeBron. Yeah, and what position? LeBron on the wing, or I'm just worried about his durability because he wouldn't obviously wouldn't be used to getting hit at all. Uh, the my other one would be Le'Veon Bell in the centers. In the centers. <laughs> Russell Westbrook running five eight. <laughs> yes, he would run over people, man. Oh, he would he forever. Would. Or fullback, five eight or fullback. A roaming fullback. Russell. Oh, imagine, if imagine Lynch, him on kick returns. If Marshall Lynch was five, if Marshall Lynch was five years younger, I'd have him in the back row. I don't know though. Do you remember when Marshall Lynch came out here last year for the Cal game, and he went to Rabbitohs training and yep. was throwing the footy around? Yeah. Oh, I wasn't impressed. <laughs> I, I wasn't impressed by Beast Mode. I mean, that's the that's the product See, of post twenty fourteen Rabbitohs, mate. They drag you down. <laughs> just by the, being near the I like to feel like I like to feel sorry. Russell Westbrook would be like Josh Dugan on drugs. He can't pass. He's not passing. He refuses to pass. Yeah. But man, he's running it hard. It would be it would re- it would really be exhilarating. Like think special K kick returns from back in the day. Yeah. Turned up to four thousand and never ever stopping. What about an Australian athlete from another code that you would want in league? Mate, I don't know anything about all the other codes. <laughs> oh, I've got one. Um Carmichael Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Get him back. Dell. Bring Dell back. Israel Flair. <laughs> Hooper. I reckon Hooper would be great. You reckon? He's I, reckon I just don't know if any of the union players could handle making forty tackles. No, I think I, th- I think that's Hoop- the really Hoop- the only one, thing. For me. I, I, don't, I don't mean that to be like belittling of another. Oh sport, yeah, it's a completely like, different sort of fitness. I, yeah. I actually think Hooper could. I think there's other guys. I was know, a big maybe- Adam Ashley Cooper fan back in the day, oh, but yeah? I don't know if he again would be uh, up to scratch defensively. I feel like there's a lot of um, All Blacks that could come over and be fantastic. Oh, for sure. Yeah, know? I um, I would like to see David Pocock train the dark arts by Craig Bellamy, oh my and God, he'd be can popping you shoulders out of place can on a weekly imagine? basis. My play, by the way, I want Aaron Rodgers as my five. Sorry, my halfback to Anthony Milford. It's launching them across field passes. If, if that happens, so, I'm moving out. You're moving out? Oh, yeah. I yeah, wouldn't be able to take he it. Wouldn't, <laughs> he'd pass it 60 yards to the winger backwards across the field. Why not? Great. Get about. Get around it. Uh, okay. the, the Storm also. If, if I was a Storm fan, I'd be looking at maybe Kurt Angle, someone like that. <laughs> <laughs> one, one more. Rob Gronkowski on the, on, on the edge as a back row. I don't know if he can handle the, the... Again, like he's such a high-impact player. Yeah, think about, think about what the four games a year. Think about what they'd be like. The Cassi- if he had the Cassiano role, oh, playing 15 like, minutes... I feel like he'd be, he would last longer in the, in the NRL because not every single player is diving at his knees with a helmet. <laughs> very, good, very good point. That's a good That's like, a that good. Happens yeah. Every time he gets the ball in the NFL, every, every safety is like, I'm going to get this guy with my helmet. <laughs> In his knees every time. Whereas in the NRL, you know, no one's putting their head down there. He kills, kill a man and they put their head Fools down there. would die. Yeah. Um, okay, next question comes from at Shana86. Who's your club's best or your favourite unrestricted free agent signing? So someone you've stolen from another club. Greg Inglis. Currently or all time? Let's go, I'm doing one of each, so you go ahead. Oh. All, all time, it's probably Clinton Shikowsky. Yeah. Which is one for all the Raiders freaks out there, but he came to the club when they were at a bit of a low ebb, turned into the best player on the team, and was on a couple of Raiders teams that were a lot better than people gave him credit for. Yeah, and was really at he, he it was a time when, like you think Canberra don't get any coverage now, back from like you know two thousand and one to about two thousand. Oh, there was a like a five year stretch where they didn't have a channel line game. Yeah, pretty there much. was nothing. There was yeah. absolutely nothing. And he was the heart and soul of the team, yeah, you know. And he became a he became a big part of the club 
and he's just a random guy that mobbed him. Yeah, the, the most attention Canberra got back then was when they did the stories on who were the longest taking goal kickers in the comp, and him and <laughs> him and Brent Webb were taking like more than two minutes a kick each. That and you know what the best part is when they actually brought in the fine system in two thousand and four for that. He got fined. You know, he got fined four times in the first round, and they said, "What are you going to do? You keep getting fined." He said, "Well, the club pays the fine, so I don't care." <laughs> That's hilarious. I like to think as a player agent, he still signs contracts one eye closed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think? Do you think like he dumps a pile of sand on him as he does it? Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. He's still building sandcastles. <laughs> I'm so. Uh, uh, so yeah, my current one is Cody Walker, all tie, and Greg Inglis. Okay, you want to expand but, or? But they're both current. Well, like Inglis, all time, but like right now, Cody Walker is like South's only good player, pretty much, except apart from Crichton, who wasn't a so signing. No, Sam Burgess. But does that count? Because like he came from England, so counts. like I, I I took Shunter's question to mean you have to sign them from another NRL club. If we're talking, if we're talking current, it's probably Josh Hodgson. And the English. Oh wait, 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 wait! Here we go. What? You know what he's, he's talking about? Undrafted free agents. So it's got to be a oh. part player. He turns good. Where's oh, well, Rapana. Yeah, Rapana. Rapana current. Rapana all time. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I, yeah, I just yeah. Sorry, sorry for misinterpreting that oh, question. Sorry, it was sorry. a fine question. I'm glad we got back to it though. Rapana yeah. is, is Rapana's the, the, the easy answer. I need a few seconds to think now. You answer. So, well, I'll answer the original question. Yeah. So my favourite signings from other clubs, obviously, currently is Anthony Milford. That's easy. All time, there's a battle between Glenn Lazarus and Gordon Tallis, and Gordon Tallis wins that battle despite his media <laughs> career. He's played- <laughs> I think he might punch my lights out if, he, if I said otherwise, but Gordy wins that. Yeah. In uh, terms of a bit part player, that has become more than that for my club. I can't say Adam Blair's that, but, but nah. he's a great player, but he was on a small contract and unwanted where he came from. Yeah, but he played 25 tests for New Zealand at the time, you know. Time, so I can't say Adam Blair. Um, he, he didn't come from another club, but I think Mick Devere... Might Mick be a Devere good one. Because you guys know the story about Mick Devere, how he got a run at the Broncos. He wrote yeah. Wayne Bennett a letter asking for a trial. He played SG Ball down at the Dragons. By the way, writing him a letter is the way to his heart. His Absolutely. Analyst, his analyst has worked for him for 15 years or whatever. Wrote him a letter 15 years ago and got a gig. So, budding first graders, get the pen and paper out. <laughs> get down to the post office. It's still open, bro. Yeah, that's, that's your way to win Wayne Bennett's heart. Have you got any? Surely you've I got really, There have to be someone. But like, you've got like, so many You've got to remember, though, that like most of the the South players from... I'm trying to... like Remember, we were bad for a really long time. And like the guys who were good in the bad years weren't signed. Like Luke Stewart wasn't signed as a bit part player. He was signed to be a first grade player and he turned out to be a good first grade player. There wasn't... There's not really a whole lot of success stories Souths have kicking the tyres on a guy that didn't work out at another club. The only one I can think of from the dark ages that was sort of maligned at other other teams he played for and then came to Souths and was good was Ben Walker. And that is... Even that is scraping the barrel a little bit. Yeah. It's a tough one. Like, if we're going back a little bit further, maybe someone like Tricky Trindle. I know he debuted for Souths. That's but... like almost before my time, man. Yeah, oh, it's like, before my time too. Yeah, like... Also, that, that was before nickname. we got kicked out. That's how long ago it yeah. was. Um, I want to say Ben Hannan, but he doesn't count. No, he's too good. Like, because then you look at other guys who sort of came from nowhere to be good players. Like Nathan Merritt's a junior, so he doesn't count. There's guys like John Sutton again was came into first grade as like a center, and he's played over 200 games in the back row. Like again, but the South junior, so there's got to be know. someone. I'm trying to think, Cri- yeah, does Chrissy count? Players. No, Chrissy doesn't count. Oh. Shannon sure. Hegarty, <laughs> Brian Fletcher. <laughs> but again, big, big yeah, big bit part player Brian Fletcher. Um, Paul Mellor. Brad Watts. No, Brad Paul, Watts. but I love... Oh, lo- I- Colin Best. <laughs> Colin Best is probably the best answer. No, that is that so is an far. incorrect answer. Colin Best was the 2008 winger of the year <laughs> yeah, when South Sydney bought him. Good point. 
Um, I'm just really struggling to think of any. Oh, actually, I got one that gave us a few good moments. Ben Rogers. Yeah, that's it. Benny <laughs> Rogers. There were some highs there. Benny Rogers. Oh, a lot of lows, but some he highs. He was actually one of the original next Darren Lockyer. He, he was. Had, he? Yeah. He got we, early. I think we at the same time had Owen Craigie and Ben Rogers. Oh, like, no, it's Owen Craigie. No, but he didn't. Of course it's Owen Craigie. <laughs> Who else could it be? <laughs> he was so bad. We're terrible. Oh, we're terrible. It's Owen Craigie through and through. It is. Oh, I don't know about that. I feel bad. Remember when he did yeah. He was like 120. They, they, beat, 120. they beat Penrith the year after Penrith won the comp, 30-6. Yeah. to six. He, and 120, he carrying Timber, flipping all over the him place. And, him and Joey Williams in the halves together, enjoyed oh, to behind. That was the truth. <laughs> I remember being so, so cranky was, when they dropped Craigie for some. so in on Joey Williams. It's not even funny. Okay, next question comes from at CatfishSC. So I'm assuming he means Jason Tamalolo by this JT, but he says, JT runs through your defensive line and is one-on-one with the fullback. Who's your fullback if them stopping JT from scoring equals $100,000 cash for you? Dukes. Oh, I like this game. Dukes? Dukes. Really? He's the biggest. Yeah, no, he, there's, probably, there's, he might get shat- shattered into oblivion. He can die answers. making the tackle, yeah. but there's, there's, he there's, makes there's the tackle, two, There's two care. answers. If he's fit, Inglis. Yep, that was my one. Or Whiten. I didn't think Inglis counted because he's not a current player. And the, and the third one is if, if Billy can use his feet. Oh, yeah, if Billy... <laughs> If Billy, if Billy can, can like, yeah. if Billy can like do some sort of tornado kick, right, get yeah. him right in the face, or like an Uki Mara or something, just pow, if all it means like, is stopping him legally or legally, it's Billy. Well, that's <laughs> it. Like Catfish doesn't specify. Yeah. Like if he can go outside the rules, you know. Um, if English counts, then yeah. But yeah. I just didn't count him because he's not an NRL player. Whiten's been the one the last two years though. The yeah. guy who's he's brought down some people who are really steaming at him. Yeah. And he takes pleasure in it too. Yeah, and he's it, like he's a bit of a crazy man too. So I would back him to think that he can run into Tamalolo and just hammer him. Whiten has no business being that fullback in a two on one who wants the ball. <laughs> he just kills the first guy no matter what. Age. It's always I want to murder him. Yeah. That's it. I love it. Uh, next question comes from at danger underscore anger. He chose to go to work on Sunday instead of watching Chris Sandow play. Is there any Sandow watch from us? There is not. That's your yeah. fault. There might have been if you went to the game. Yeah. So. yeah, what are you, you doing, man? It wasn't that. on TV. How will we know? You, you have I, a, I no, you have a. I could watch it. Not I'm a not responsibility, a duty to us, to me, to go and see Chris Sandow play rugby league. If you <laughs> have the chance quick, to do see so, see how quick he switched from us to me. But yeah, <laughs> that's a team effort, and he just became an individual. Standard, really. Take the kicks. Chris Sandow's my boy. <laughs> At uh, Sea Eagle Spur, most teams this year been up and down. After nine rounds, who do you guys think look most likely to challenge the Storm this year? Probably Brisbane for me. Just because they got through that horror first month relatively okay, like contextually, and then since then they've been pretty good. Yeah, and I, I, this think has been, and I, I still am feeling quite happy with my Raiders to win the comp bet, but... You know, yeah, I feel like Brisbane. I feel like the Sharks just match up well with Melbourne at the moment, so I'd throw them in too. They're nowhere near what they can be, but I feel like Canberra's peak is can, the highest, can run at anything that 100%. Melbourne I'm really has. Dreaming of a... So th- those would be my three, even though Canberra obviously haven't been the most impressive. I'm, I'm really dreaming of a Sharks four v Storm one, and the Sharks knocking them off. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't like that. I know you're a pro Storm, but this would be the fun because uh, the Sharks do seem to have it over them a little bit, and. I do think, though, I do think, and obviously it's bias coming from me, so I'm glad you guys spoke first, but I think the Broncos currently are probably the best challenger. Winning without guys like Ben Hunt's been quite a good sign, and then getting more out of James Roberts has been another great thing for us. For us. I really hate that we started this podcast, like, at the exact moment South got shit again. Like, we first started... Oh, 2015. Like, four <laughs> weeks in. We didn't start at the start of the season when the Forgot How to Lose debut. Well, in fairness, man, it was a limited window. That is, it was, it was like, very, yeah, but, like, we started a year earlier. 
God, I could have been the heel, not Mitch. Uh, Paul Beast James. If you're in charge of the NRL and I can immediately implement three changes, yep. big or small, okay. what are they? All right. First of all, Bunker, see you later. Captain's challenge is in. That's one. Uh, per, we're, getting, we're getting names and numbers yep. on the jerseys. And that's you my- really think that's one of the three most pressing issues yes, confronting the NRL? Yes, I do. Uh, and uh, number three is we are cutting the price of tickets in half and the price of all food and drink inside the stadium. And we're going to burn Lockhart down. We can do that too. <laughs> Cambo. Okay, number one, fence him in for country. <laughs> number two, commentators are outlawed. Number three, criticism of the refs is not allowed. I'm talking Soviet-era lockdowns, mate. <laughs> I like that. Uh, well, number one... Number is- four is I've gone drunk with power immediately <laughs> exactly. and must be deposed. Yeah, number one is just making Fox bring the red button back so I can turn the commentators off when I feel like it. That's probably better than outlawing them completely. Yeah. So they can be there for some people, but when I'm in... The- me and you are in there in the living room often. <laughs> we'll hit the mute too often, so I want to be able to hear the crowd noise. Number two is the, the public execution of Gus Gould at Allianz Stadium. Jesus. All right, move, <laughs> keep, wow. move forward, move forward. I went to a move very forward. dark place. Is it on pay-per-view? <laughs> is it on pay-per-view? Yeah. Next that one. free. All the people Number are going. three... <laughs> Or we're going to get him naked to the shame. Number three. Shame. <laughs> Number three. Broncos don't play every Friday. Just let them play on the weekends. Mix the schedule. Let, let the schedule be mixed up and let everyone play Agree when they should all play. Get everyone on TV. Oh, actually, can I can I uh, change one of mine? No. <laughs> yeah. People can keep playing. Keep People can pay food full price for their food and drink and their tickets. I don't care about that anymore. Uh, my thing is... <laughs> See how quick he turned his back on the people? <laughs> well, I think it's something for me. Have I ever been a fan of the people? Yeah. Oh wow! Oh, yeah, Hang on a yeah we went there. We um, went there. Uh, my my other one would be uh, there is uh, you're only allowed to start picking Origin teams and having Origin talk a week before yes, Origin. That is a good one. Yeah. You that can't, is a good if one. you in round two say, "Oh gee, that bloke could be a bolter for the Blues." Jail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, jail. Good idea. What if we transported them instead to Into some sort of camp? No, like just transported them to Antarctica. And like with Tasmania, we just dump them on the ice. Actually, no, I've got it. They have to stay in Origin camp until Origin. This and camp. so the long, the longer they it's were... It's like the Jarrell concert. Yeah, it is like that. Double so like cheese sandwiches, put them in camp. Yeah, so like they're in, they're in Origin camp doing training at the intensity that an NRL player would have to do training three times a day, and they're there until State of Origin. Oh, no, Matthew, look what you've done. You put them in Origin camp for six Free months. fitness camp. They will turn into Origin bolters. <laughs> There'll be, be more of them than you know what to do with. We become drunk and our hypothetical power. There's 5,000 origin bolters up in Coffs Harbour. Soon there'll be more bolters than men. <laughs> That's great. So many bolters. Okay, I want to change number two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm very pro number two, but uh, oh, I've already lost it. You've both been on fire. Oh, number two. Hosted by me, six hours rubbing the game analysis every day on Fox Sports. I'd watch that. You will be, you will learn, and you will like it. <laughs> I won't, I won't watch because how many of the hours will just be Tavita Pangod Junior doing stuff? <laughs> Why wouldn't you watch that? Because I get enough of it at home, bro. <laughs> yeah, the Tuesday special, Tau Tau Moga Thursdays. <laughs> <laughs> when I make excuses for every missed tackle. <laughs> I blame every missed tackle one you know, you know in Big Brother how there's those big screens everywhere with Big yeah. Brother on with the slogans? Is that going to be you? And like, you know, yeah. Moga better than me and stuff like that. <laughs> New number two. <laughs> Daily TV show. Two. <laughs> NRL Big Brother with Conrad Harrell. Two plus two equals <laughs> Kahu. Yeah. If I, can throw, <laughs> if I can throw one more serious answer in, it's adding a trade window because... Oh, so, That's all right. the rep round. That's what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. That's what we turn it into. Uh, 
all, moving all free agency crap to the end of the year because it's a distraction and it's nonsense and I hate Unpopular it. take. I don't care. Yeah, I don't um, care about the ongoing stuff. I find that surprising because you're an actual like fan of rugby league. Yeah. Um, another, well, not I just, just turn it. Just tune it out, man. It's too hard though. You, go- you speak to players. I speak to former players. I spoke to one last week about it and he's like, do what you want. It's not going away. Even put the window there. The agents yeah, people are still going to exactly the leak it out. They had it. They they, they had a kind. It. They had a kind of looser transfer window with the June thirty deadline, and just yeah. no one gave a shit about it. Yeah, no one gave a shit about it. it like it's certainly it was a coincidence. It certainly that, seems more rife now than it ever has before. No, it, it's more rife now because there's more players off contract because of the salary cap. Agreements. And also because it's yeah, all waited for this. And because year. it's all for that one club, and it's a high profile Sydney club, and they're four high profile players. If it was four Newcastle big fours, Rory Cost, Jason, Jamie yeah. Hero, and whatever. No one and then and then. Cronk that yeah. threw another spanner yeah. in, and then Hunt throws another spanner in. This, this isn't, yeah, this isn't a typical situation. I know it's an unpopular view. I know a lot of fans. Hey, you feel, articulated it well. I know it's. I know it's a thing that a lot of fans really feel strongly about. Just me myself. I I don't particularly care about. It. I don't write about it a lot. I don't expose myself to it any more than I need to. Fair but enough. again, this is just me. No, so it's fair. question for me: Who is in your rugby league big brother house? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, do we get? I don't know. Just let's go eight. Con- we'll, we'll, let's get eight. eight. Oh, well, Connor well, and Connie, Harold's in Connie's there. in. Obviously. Yeah. Leilua's in. Yeah. Is Rapana in with Leilua? Or is Rapana, or is <laughs> Rapana go- an invader? No, I'm to say, they both go in as invaders. As a couple, when we dump them in there, they're okay, okay. their mates. Okay, so they're the invaders. So <laughs> it's, we've, still, we've no, still just got no one. No one knows their mates <laughs> in this, <laughs> this timeline. <laughs> hey, do you two know each other? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> you got the same barber? No. Okay. We need a straight man. A straight man. Straight man. Oh, I, no, I want a country boy. I want Josh McGuire in there with another country boy. We get Shannon Boyd to tackle some pigs. Yeah, yeah. Shannon Boyd, <laughs> Shannon, Shannon Boyd looks like he stinks too. That'd be good. Uh, Sammy's in there just pulling pranks on everyone. Sammy, okay. We need Matt Moylan in there just so Sammy can give him swirlies every day. Yep. We need it. some straight men though. Who, like, Dave who can, Tyrrell. Who can deal with it? <laughs> nah. Who can deal with it? Dave Tyrrell's a cult hero waiting to happen. <laughs> For Salford Superman. next year or something. Superman. Um, Cooper Cronk because you can find out if he's actually a robot. Good point. <laughs> Will he have a? Sh- will he spark in the shower? Will he oh, sleep? Will he sleep? He won't. He'll be I reckon he does weird shit as well. Like, All right, some sort of like every, Eastern every mysticism, Thai cheese sort of <laughs> shit. You know, every sinew in his body, mate. All right, do we want like uh, William Zillman's my straight man? Yeah, good yeah, point. nice. He's funny nice. about realizing he's. Funny. But Will Zillman also gets a website to blog about the days. <laughs> yes, the days occurrences. Yeah. Does Cronk get a Conrad, rival website? Conrad called me names today. <laughs> I didn't feel good about it. I miss my horses. Some, somebody, t- yeah, somebody, tell Timber for me. The horse. Uh, all right, all right, all right. So now we need we need a hard ass. We need someone that's just going to fly off the handle, look at the shit. And can, start I know he's not things. technically an NRL player, in know, but Luke O'Donnell. Oh, <laughs> no, too, that, that might be too dangerous. He might be. I think someone. the correct answer might be Dylan Walker, oh. because he's very, very angry. Oh, he likes going. fighting doors, but I would back <laughs> everyone else that we've picked except for Moylan to beat, to beat him. him in a fight. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, Nathan Pete's got to be there too, by the way. Oh, yeah, we guy. need Pete. We need Pete. He could be Pete's in. Pete's Twitter account is yeah, in. Yeah, he could be big brother in this situation. Yes. Big Pete. <laughs> get him on there. This is good. Why isn't this what happened, Fox? You've got all this free time on TV. Patent, patent pending. If WWE be- can do Legends House, yeah. there's no reason why this shouldn't exist in the NRL. Oh, oh, imagine man. if the if NRL did a Legends House. It's Freddy just the old ti- It's just the old Tigers mobbing Radonikus. <laughs> 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 the hot takes would burn the house down. I want Benny Elias and Mario Fennec in the same house. I don't want to watch Benny Elias play his fake tan. <laughs> I don't need that in my life. Yeah, brilliant. Okay, that's good. That's a good question from me. Thanks for me sending that in. <laughs> good for you, buddy. <laughs> okay, we've got any more? No, that's it. That's all the questions. 
We can ask about Sam Thardy's poem, but Matt, we don't know the poem. Sorry, Paul Mac. Mm. Anyway, are you guys got anything you want to talk about? Taking kicks, for example? Uh, well, yeah, the kicks that need to be taken. Yeah. No, I think we're done here, aren't we? You're not going to... Nah, gonna look, taken. I just... I, don't, uh, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a leg to stand on. He doesn't have a kick to take, you know? It's, it's all right. Stick to the hot takes, not the take kicks. That sound better in your head? Yeah, it did. did okay. It didn't quite work. Yeah. Uh, so, yep, so just before we go, we'll uh, look at the games upcoming for this weekend. Obviously, no uh, rugby league in terms of NRL, but there's plenty of international games. Uh, Australia versus New Zealand, Friday night, guys. Who we like? I love this New Zealand team. I say that every year. They suck me in every time, but I really like what they're putting out there, particularly with guys like Kenny Dow and Warrior Hargroves that are sort of cruising to the team on reputation the last couple of years. Yep. They were both really, really bad at the end of the season, yep. and they haven't made it this time. Australia. I love I love the team New Zealand's put together. Australia. Yeah, well, I think Australia will win, but I think this Kiwi team, maybe a different coach, but are building nicely what they've picked. And they've still got guys like Madalino and Takayaho and whatever who are on the fringe of this team that could be there in the World Cup, which is a pretty nice middle. Seeing Tamalolo and Tapao together at the start of the game is going to be interesting to see how the Aussies handle that. Absolutely. I'm, right? I'm really looking forward to it. No, they didn't name their 1-17, to so it's just be random. Yeah, on that, on Moth that. and Dreke at prop. It was an no. interesting one. Yeah. Uh, Tonga and Fiji, 5.30 at Campbelltown. You skipped um, over PNG. Sorry, it's not on the sheet, but I just remembered mid-sentence. Yeah. Uh, PNG, Papua New PNG Guinea and Cook Islands Cook in Islands. the first game. I like PNG in that one. So do I. The, th- the great thing with PNG, the Hunters have done so much for the national... Oh, God, I sounded like I was tearing up then. Yeah. The, <laughs> the Hunters... <laughs> the Hunters... Camper just loves international rugby league. I really do. Yeah. The Hunters have done so much for the national side. They played Fiji in the Pacific Test last year, and Fiji probably had the better team man-to-man or at least the bigger names in the team but you could really tell the cohesion from playing together every week the Boas brothers in the halves watch out for them have a look at Wartovo Puara Jr plays dummy half he's a real goer they're going to miss David Mead there's a Nixon in this team too by the way Nixon putt well last year they had Brandy Peter came off the bench nearly got man in the match yeah random name rugby league name this week by the way every sign with the Knights Bradman Best Bradman Best I saw that strong name don't know anything about him but I'm certain he's going to be good at rugby league what a great name and cricket that's a great rap name, isn't it? It is Bradman Best. Oh, so but, uh, good. Yeah, this should be a cracker. Cook Islands, uh, Shans and Cook Clock Statue, David, with this game is the star <laughs> of the team. Alex Glenn has sworn so far that he's in the there's Cook a couple. There's team. a couple more former NRL boys, Jeff Daniela and, yep, yep. and um, Isaac Mary's John. Uh, Sam Matoora is running around for him. They don't have Brad Takarangi. That's a big no, blow. A they did have Rapana until he switched to New Zealand. They'll be all right. They'll have a crack. All right, Tonga, Fiji up next. Hype, son. I'll take Tonga. This will be the game of the weekend. Chewy oh, in the Harbs. Yeah, Tui in the halves with Ingano. I like that a lot. No Connie, though. That makes me sad. That does yeah. make me sad. We almost cancelled the weekend. Yeah, <laughs> you think about it. But Manu's coming in, you know? you got to love yeah. that. Yeah, it's a, a good side. The Fijian side... You think Suli moves into the centres? Yeah, Manu, I think so. Suli to the centres. Uh, I, I like Tonga in this game. The Fijian side's getting stronger every couple of years. We see more players emerge. And we might see Moffadriki playing the halves here, I think. Yeah, he yeah. played in the halves last year and was quite strong. This Fijian team's had a nucleus that's been together for quite a while now. So yeah. they have more cohesion than you'd expect from any rep team at this level. Yep. Yeah. And they got a they got a pretty nice forward pack, the Saifidi brothers. Corbin Sims Only is running around. Now, yeah. Uh kick hours there as well. That Tui Vinikethi is there? Uh, yeah, he's there. Yeah, Vinikethi's there. Um, Tui Kama Kamika. Yeah, he's there as well. It's it's not it's not a bad side. It's not a bad side. They'll lose out a little on the playmaking chops. Corusa is gonna have to play in the halves with Mothadreki, but oh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Backing Tonga, but I think this will be a cracker. As you said the Fijian team have been around for a while now, those guys in that course, so it should be good. Make sure, make sure you tune in early so you see the, um, I think it's the Civi Tower that the Tongans yeah, do and so the prayer good. the Fijians do. It is fantastic. The Civi Tower's amazing. 
Uh, yep, and then it's uh, Samoa and England. That's a, that Samoa team is red hot. Give me England. Red hot. I love that team. Mate, I really do. I really do. I'll, I'll go England as well, tentatively, though, because the, the big weakness with the Samoan teams for a long time has been their spine. Yeah, have, have England, the name of the squad, have they named the 17? They haven't named the 17 yet, but like the Samoan spine yeah. is going to be Peter Matadi at fullback, so you know, whatever. But then Milford and New Brown in the halves, and then Casey Pritchard at hooker. The real mistake was not putting Asiata at seven, but it's not going to happen, but that's <laughs> the real mistake. But like New, but, Brown, New Brown, I know Sharks fans have gone off him a little bit, but he's a smart yeah. half with a smart kicking game. Yeah. He was man of the match in the game uh, last year with Samoa beat Tonga on the back of defence and his kicking game. And Milford's Milford, we all know how good he is. Josh McGuire playing for them too. It's a strong Samoan It's a side. really strong side. Lou Lewis there, Lafay's there, Cassiano, Junior Paulo. Yeah, that no, looks good. And, uh, you know, Herman Assisi's come along. Tim Lafay's back in form. It's a strong team take on this England team that's now missing Gareth Widdop and George Williams that could have been the starting halves combination. Probably wouldn't have been, but that was a chance. And Rooms- George Burgess. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't even know what's happened there. I know that Wayne, they're trying to ask Wayne to say they're going to name him to get a week off his suspension. That'll happen there. But this rumour is Sam Burgess might not start this game, that he's fallen that far. It wouldn't shock me. The one to really look out for England is Luke Gale, the halfback. He's yeah. in Castleford. They're, they are tearing things up at the minute. They played Wigan on the weekend. Wigan have, Wigan have been hit by injuries. and they, But Castleford beat them 54-4. to four. Yeah. Gale's been the best halfback in England for the past 18 months and he's test to, he made his test taboo last year and he wasn't flash but the longer he played the more he showed I I think if England want to give the World Cup a real crack they need Gale to really show something in this game and he's got a good combination with Zach Hardacre as well who's done really well since he, since he went to Cass as well Yeah, I, I, these guys I've got a couple of eyes on uh, George Williams and Luke Gale just because I think they're an outside really really outside chance of being the Broncos halfback next year but I've got my eye oh, that'd on That'd be them. really exciting, wouldn't it? There, yeah, because I know I know Wayne really likes George Williams. He's a, he's a nice kicking game. But Luke Gale, as you said, I think he put on like 40 tries last year in the Super League. It's something it? insane. Yeah. He had 40-plus try assists. But yeah. Won the Albert Goldthorpe medal, I think. If I got that wrong, yeah. someone will tell me. <laughs> yeah, have a, have a look at these t- teams this year. And every year, the, these pack tests, and well, now the England side is included, are getting stronger and stronger. And yeah. Things about time we started, more people paid attention to the International League because, honestly, of the weekends last year, one of the best weekends of the league last year was Samoa, Tonga, Fiji, PNG. Where it, where it loses out is people compare it to rugby union or people compare it to soccer and they say, oh, well, rugby league's not a real international sport. You can't do that. You have to take these games on their merits. I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that England versus Samoa in rugby league will be better than England versus Samoa in soccer. <laughs> yeah, or England versus Samoa in union as well. Yes. But at the, at the same time, you have to remember that International Rugby League has been starting over over and over again for the last 20 years. And even since the last World Cup, so much progress has been made. Like bringing in that dual eligibility thing where players can very easily switch from the big three to smaller countries, that's a really, really smart move. And it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, maybe not in five years, but in 10 years, when there is a little bit more money behind some of these international um, sides, maybe someone could say, you know what, I'm not going to play for New Zealand, I'm going to play for Samoa. Yeah, and I mean, that Samoan team isn't that far away to me, you know, in five years, being a proper contender, honestly. Mate, there's guys in that Samoan team that could that could and probably should be in that Australian side. Yeah, I mean, Josh McGuire didn't get the call up. Yeah, Leilua could be there. Paulo I just could be really there. wish, guys, like, I just wish that more guys would stick with the smaller nation and stay there for good. It just, it just, it, I, I know don't you, blame any of them. But I don't blame, I don't, I don't blame, blame them at all. It's just not realistic. It's just not realistic. I know it's not. It's just a shame, though, that, like, we're in a world where, like, today, Andrew Fafita is now playing for Australia. But like, like, hypothetically, I don't know the finances behind him, but 
say the Tongan the Tongan boys might get a hundred bucks a day for yeah. this week. The kangaroos, the, yeah, the kangaroos get fifty k a game. Yeah, you know, I I I, I understand why the I, players. Oh no, I totally get I it. I just I wish it wasn't them. reality. Oh yeah, mate, you play for the World Cup for Australia. You play like six games. Yeah, that's a massive bonus a as opposed to playing three games for Fiji or something. Yeah, and if say you're a young fella that's broken into the team, you're on two hundred thousand a season, getting an extra fifty k just for one test, like that can that's a that's a oh yeah, no doubt. I'm not I'm not for a second suggesting the players are to blame here. I'm just saying it just kind of sucks for the spectacle as a concept that there are guys who might be suiting up for. You know Fiji or Samoa or Tonga here, and we won't see them in the next World Cup. But at the same Playing time, mate, countries. isn't it isn't it great that now they can lose three or four players to the Test side, and the Tongan side, the Samoan side, are still that really is one strong, way of looking at it. You know, That's a good point. Uh, last game of the week, uh, City vs Country. Uh, <laughs> Glen Willow Sporting Click Complex Mudgy. I will be there. Will yeah. you? No, we'll be at the A League Grand Final. I was talking to the listeners, Matthew, not to you. And uh, also no. Because Mitch will also be at the A-League Grand Final. No, I was talking to the listeners, uh, not to either of you. Unless level. Jack Brady's listening, the not. answer is no. Me and Brady are heading out. We'll be That's there. what I just said. Uh, so, country by 13 plus. Country are $1.70. Well, because this game's always a, a crapshoot. I just tried yeah. to put $10 million on it on sports, but it wouldn't let me. <laughs> Mate, they're on the cans today. That's why it's a crapshoot when they get Fair point. <laughs> it is It is a crapshoot. Country had the better team last year and got lapped. Yeah. Great I'm, just hoping, I'm just hoping for a lot of points. Fun game of footy. That's all I want, man. Just... You know, put me out of my old misery. Yeah, country. Easy. Uh, any other content for Rep Week you want to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to have a heap of yarns coming. And they're good. All week. All week. I love doing them. Um, love this time of year. Uh, so just like stay posted to me Twitter account, at Campo37. They'll be coming thick and fast, particularly after Wednesday. So, yeah, stay posted. Can, can one of the unfortunate souls who buys a city jersey tell us if the country... Yeah, if you're out there and you've got a Seriously, country jersey, let, like, let no us know, man. anyone bought a city jersey. Know, you understand right? that, are, they, right? are they making them? Yeah, oh, they go, are, and they're the same style. I might go to... I, I Before work tomorrow, I might go to uh, Mick Simmons and see if they have them and just look. Yeah, one. I saw a couple more. Matt Orford's on there. Yeah, he, he, he was meant to play for country and didn't. Joseph yeah. Paulo. Yeah, yeah he's playing for city Sam this Perry. <laughs> Sam Perry. Sam Perry. I'm thinking of Josh Perry. Or Shane Perry. Yep. The Perry brothers. Too many Perrys. Uh, yeah, Terry Randall. Yeah, he said he's... Josh, well, Ran- Josh, Josh Reynolds and away. Adam Reynolds. How about we yeah. move away from this live reading of my jersey <laughs> onto the next <laughs> segment? And we just end the program. <laughs> <laughs> All right, say goodbye, Campo. Thanks for coming on, Campo. See you, say guys. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Yeah. It's goodbye for me. Straight out of Compton. Crazy motherfucker named Ice Cube. From the gang called Niggas with Attitudes. When I'm called off, I got a sword off. Squeeze the trigger and bodies off.
Tell him where you from Straight out of Compton Another crazy ass nigga When punks I smoke yo My rap gets bigger I'm a bad motherfucker And you know this But the pussy ass niggas Won't show this But I don't give a fuck I'ma make my snaps If not from the records From jacking a crap It's like burglary The definition is jacking But when illegally armed It's gonna pack it Shoot a motherfucker In a minute I'll find a good piece of pussy And go offend it So if you're at a show In the front row I'ma call you a bitch Or a dirty ass hoe You probably get mad Like a bitch is supposed to Shows me slut junk and post to a crazy motherfucker from the street. Attitude legit, cause I'm tearing up shit. Empty rent controls are automatic. For any dumb motherfucker, it starts static. Not a right hand, cause I'm a hand itself. Every time I pull an AK off the shelf, the security is maximum, and that's a law. REN spells red, but I'm wrong. See, cause I'm the motherfucking villain. The definition is clear, you're the witness of a killing. Let's take your place without a clue. And once you're on the scope, yeah. Coming straight out of Compton. It's a brother that'll smother your mother and make your sister think I love her. Dangerous motherfucker raising hell. And if I ever get caught, I make bail. See, I don't give a fuck. That's the problem. I see a motherfucking cop, I don't dodge him. But I'm smart, lay low, free for a while. And when I see the punk pass, I smile. To me, it's kind of funny. The attitude showing nigga driving. But don't know where the fuck he going, just rolling. Looking for the one they call easy. But here's a flash.